brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this. Sands outside of Las Vegas. 
space time. Loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. And asking questions of you in earnest. Into the digital darkness. Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. What's going on, guys? It is Monday night, which is one of the nights we get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. And what are those things we're not allowed to talk about? You know what they are. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, And the general feeling that we live in the upside down. What is going on? Happy, 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 happy Monday. Remember, it's uh, it's not it's not Monday that sucks. It's your job that sucks. <laughs> that, that's that's uh, that's pretty much the crux of it. Mondays are Mondays can be as lovely as any other day as long as you make them that way. All right. So um, as you guys know, this this show is um, uh, going on damn near four years. Very very proud of that. Uh, we're we're about four years old the first week of April, so we're getting there. And um, not just that, it's uh, it's been a great way to just have amazing conversations. That's what this is all about. This is not about preaching or trying to teach anybody anything. It's kind of looking at news cycles and uh, considering what the hell's really going on in the world we live in, and including you. Like I always said, uh, way back in the old days when we started this show, the whole idea was not not to preach and rant and you know shake your fist at the air and curse the sky. None of that. It was it was about uh, getting together and, and meeting people and talking and, and hearing what just regular everyday people have on their mind. You know, and that's really what this has always been about. So that's my long winded way of getting it around to saying we're doing this live. We've always done this live. We'll always do this show live because as far as I'm concerned, that's the only way to do it. Because if not, we don't get your input. And without your input, uh, it's just me. I may as well be mumbling in a corner to myself, you know. So uh, as I say that, we are doing it live, of course. We're streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. And, of course, we're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And we're taking your phone calls. Like I say, and it's the truth, I don't have any inside sources. Galactic Federation ambassadors, like Ryan Gable says, I find that super hilarious. Uh, nobody leaks anything from Congress to me. Nothing. N- none of that stuff. My secret weapon is you. The secret weapon of troubled minds is you. Because we get together and put our minds together and just consider crazy things, uh, wild things. I don't know about crazy. I think that's probably a pretty pointed and not fair term. But let's say uh, very, very wildly speculative things sometimes, and other times um, things that are very obviously uh, closer to the truth. But I'm less concerned with the truth and more concerned with a conversation. So there you go. If you want to be part of the show tonight, you can give us a call at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037, and we'll put you on the show. It's as easy as that. And let's see, what else do we got? Now, like I said, we're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. That's digital radio, and you can please join the Discord at troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link and also fringe.fm slash chat. That will give you a direct invite into the Discord there. And I'm watching all of them. I'm watching all the chat and all the places and uh, trying to keep keep up with all your guys' amazing thoughts and ideas and incorporate them into the 
show as we go. So uh, there you go. That's uh, that's where we begin. Uh, one more thing, too. Uh, please download the Fringe FM app. You can find it for free on uh, your, of course, uh, Apple and Android app stores. And it's the easiest way to listen to Troubled Minds. So when it comes down to uh, Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific, just smash the play button on the Fringe app. And you get little old me. You get little OU, and uh, you get all the rest of the amazing programming that goes on on the Fringe FM. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we're doing the news show today. We do a news show on Monday and Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific, and that, that goes on Twitch exclusively until 24 hours later. That's a little stipulation they have to monetize on Twitch. It has to be a 24-hour exclusivity thing, but not to bore you with details. Uh, we were talking about some interesting things today, per usual, right? Uh, like I said, I look at news cycles. I consider my myself a semi-pro conspiracy theorist and well just looking at news cycles if that's not enough to make you a conspiracy theorist anymore i'm not sure what is but uh we came across this article and it was pretty amazing this is from salon and i, I can't believe i just said that that this is an amazing article from salon but i said it so i may as well roll with it and it got me thinking in terms of not just well uh, maybe terrestrial varieties of this we've talked about the micro and the macro before and how there's just this really really interesting correlation of uh, big and small and how all of it seems to sort of tie together in one way or another no, no matter how big you go no matter how small you go and so we, we start here we start with uh, this salon the weird reason symmetry abounds in nature may have to do with our genes striving for efficiency Okay, and uh, it says, quote, the beautiful symmetry that we see everywhere is primed to appear, one scientist told Salon. And that seems legit, right? I'm like, okay, I can I can start with that. I can roll with that. And reading, we'll read just a little bit of this, and then you'll see how this uh, spiraled into something way out there, way out there, because, of course, uh, it's hard for me anymore to, uh, to just kind of read things and take them at uh, face value. After doing Troubled Minds for so long, I start to think in terms of, well, big and small and everywhere in between and uh so let's do it let's do some of this so uh here it says uh, straight from salon this article again good stuff uh, as always my links will be in the description down below you can find them on youtube and also on the podcast feed so if you're if you want to read these articles in their entirety i do recommend it because there's a lot of really good information in this stuff and i just i just pick parts out of it because I, I can't just go through all, all these articles because uh, number one i'd bore you to tears and number two uh i, I can't read that much that long i'll, I'll fall asleep <laughs> but but anyway, here we go. Let's start here. It says, uh, from mesmerizing symmetry of spiraling sunflower seeds to mirror-like sides of the human body, patterns dominate nature. Uh, aesthetic appeal aside, what advantage does repetition afford? And, uh, of course, uh, the question baffles experts, but a group of scientists have a controversial answer. It's the wrong question. Uh, a young professor at the University of Bergen, Dr. Ian Johnston, asked a different question, and it's this. Can something inherent about evolution explain the prevalence of symmetry? And I think that's a fantastic question, because if we're talking about evolution, of course, we know evolution of the species, all the rest of these things. Yes, fractals. What's up, Oxyuki in the chat? I see they're fractals. That's really what we're talking about. We're talking about fractals tonight. But uh, we'll start with a genetic symmetry and how this actually becomes a thing and how big and how small does this go? I think when you start looking at this, you'll see that um, it's, again, sort of backed up. I mean, you could say scientifically in so many aspects. I think you can say 
say a lot of things, right? You can say a lot of things about a lot of things, but I think when you just kind of take a step back and maybe take a more broad view of uh, not just the science involved, but maybe the world we live in, I think that uh, things become let's say a little more clear, even though the clarity may be more fuzzy. <laughs> uh, so, so, the, so we'll start with fuzzy clarity as we, as we go tonight. But okay, so here we go. So according to Johnston, the answer lies in probability. Evolution favors simple genetic codes over complex ones, a principle called simplicity bias, drawn from theoretical computer science before natural selection even comes to play. Uh, patterns in organisms are just a symptom of that preference. Here's the quote. The beautiful symmetry that we see everywhere is primed to appear, Johnson told Salon. Simplicity bias in biology exists, and it's favored without needing to invoke any specific mechanism. And I like the language. I love, I love the words when the words are written in a very nice pattern in the symmetrical, <laughs> perfect way. Uh, in other words, the Fibonacci spiral evidence in a nautilus shell or a head of Romanesco broccoli is a byproduct of nature being efficient in its genetic code, continues the article here. Given the diversity of organisms that do so across every branch in the tree of life, that's an interesting one as well, tree of life, and every scale down to the molecular level, evolutionary biologists have generally hypothesized that symmetrical forms emerge frequently as a result of natural selection. Long-standing debate has surrounded the precise mechanism, but with the understanding that life must prefer patterns for some competitive edge. Now, now we'll get back to this in a little bit, but uh, this is where I started. And I thought, you know what? This is probably the makings of a really great Troubled Mind show. And I wasn't sure exactly where to go from there because, you know, we've talked about the micro, the macro before. We've talked about how, uh, well, I don't know, just in terms of how small or how large you want to go, it seems to be that there's this, uh, I like to call it divine copy and paste, right? Meaning that uh, everything seems to be built out of the same basic fundamental well, building blocks. And it's not just, again, uh, you, could, you could talk in terms of maybe DNA sequences, or you can talk maybe in terms of, I don't know, uh, genetic uh, anything, right? Um, so from there, I'm like, okay, well, how big does this get? And uh, there's, there's another article we'll get to in just a sec to explain, well, my galaxy brain. And uh, if you guys are familiar with the term galaxy brain, it's actually a an insult, <laughs> an insult, a galaxy brain. Uh, it, so it's a, it's a meme. We'll get, we'll get to the galaxy brain meme as well. And we'll, we'll get to that stuff. Let's see. Let's make sure uh, everything is good. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah. So uh, sacred geometry says APOC and that's, that's absolutely right. So, okay. So, uh, so we're going to get to galaxy brains and spectral density and all the rest of this stuff. But uh, we begin with that first concept, okay, that very first concept of, well, if everything big and small sort of follows the same sort of uh, sacred geometry type patterns, is it exactly like I just described some sort of divine copy and paste? You know what I'm saying? Sort of like once life or even not life or even things that may be life that we don't consider them to be life are actually just replication somehow just uh, uh not just again you know like everybody says we're connected right yoda with the force and uh, all you know the energy field that binds all living things together right well what if there's something to that and not just that in that all of these things and all of us sort of in this network this huge network 
is exactly like the human brain. And that's kind of where I got going to when I, when I started looking at this. And I'll get to the next reason why I think that's pretty nutty. Uh, not just nutty, but why it mm, sort of also makes sense. It, that's the best part about Troubled Minds, by the way. You can kind of hang out and uh, listen, listen to this guy, this guy right here, Michael Strange. Listen to this guy talk and uh, nutty and uh, awesome. <laughs> I, I think there's a candy bar that's also nutty and awesome, right? And, and I'm sorry, I digress. Oh. Hmm. candy bars <laughs> okay all right so uh let's see uh let's see what's going on guys hope everybody's well out there just uh reading the uh reading the chat and uh thank, thanks for being here thanks for being enthusiastic uh okay so the thing is this right is there such a thing as a divine copy and paste, right? Those of you that are familiar with computer terms, you know what a copy and paste is. And so that's the question tonight, right? As we begin, the first question is exactly that. Do you think there's such a thing? We've talked about fractals, the micro, macro. We've talked about sacred geometry. We've talked about these things. But what about that idea of a divine copy and paste, meaning that basically once life sort of gains a particular structure and that could be from a divine source that could be from through if you believe in evolution again this is a non-denominational completely agnostic as as much as you want it to be and you decide that's really what this is about but if that's the case and these life forms or whatever you want to call them are somehow some way interconnected all the way big and all the way small infinitely in both directions and we'll get to the infinite in the big direction tonight is is well is it possible is it possible that that's exactly what this is? A copy, right? Control C on the keyboard will copy. You select it, you copy it. You go somewhere else, click somewhere else, hit Control V, we'll give you paste. Okay? Is that what's going on here? Just a very quick way to sort of maybe via code or some other thing be able to just, bam, create, recreate life, create to begin with, and then recreate life in many examples, large and small. And that's the, uh, that's the, the, the crazy part here about what's going on. And I, I don't know. I don't know. This is a, this is sort of a very, very, uh, big, big concept. And I like big concepts, not afraid here. And, uh, so that's the first question tonight. Is there such a thing as a divine copy and paste? And if so, why do you think that is like they say in this article uh, with salon as it begins, right? It's a, uh, it's, it's just about probability. It's just about finding the most efficient way through all the chemical bonds and processes and all the rest of this stuff to come up with the most basic building block of life. All right. And then of course, once it finds this efficiency, it replicates it. All right, but what what is it? And what is what does it mean? What what is replicating what? And I think that's that's part of the question. Uh, part of the other questions we do on troubled minds is uh, we don't know. I, I don't know anyway. I mean, what started all of this? What's going to end all of this? And uh, where do we fit in that pattern? And uh, you know, if we say infinitely big and infinitely infinitely small, and it's all connected somehow, where do we fit in that pattern? I think that's the crazy part. And so, well. Here we are, nutty and awesome, just like Ronald out there. What's up, Ronald? I see you, Ron Rockfin. Uh, so, so that's where we start, right? So that's that's the question, okay? So not only uh, one is there a divine copy and paste. Number two, uh, where do we fit into that? In, as far as infinitely large and infinitely small, because it seems like both seem forever away. If you if you track one up, right, you end up you know, with the solar system, a galaxy, then you got the, you know, many galaxies, and then you got the entire universe. All right. If you go 
infinitely small, well, we're just cracking open the God particle, they say, with the Higgs boson. So, I mean, literally, it seems forever away in both directions. And, well, where do we fit? And so that's the other question. So how much of this do you think, again, so to, to kind of just layer on some more thoughts onto this as we get going and hopefully get your, your take on this, at what point do you think it's actually, as, as I put in the title there, unmistakable symmetry or just some random similarity? I think that's the that's the question tonight, and that's where we go, and that's what we do. I see you guys in the chat. What's up? Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being here. So those are the questions tonight as we begin, okay? And I, we've talked about this before, but it gets even more bizarre as we get into this. Let, let's uh, do a little bit more from this article regarding uh, the evolution, uh, genetics, and this sort of thing, and how maybe there is this idea of a divine copy and paste, at least just for brevity purposes, at least just for efficiency in the, let's say, animal kingdom, because, well... <laughs> Oh, animal kingdom. All right, here we go. So given the diversity, I just read that. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's too too much to just be natural selection, tweeted Dr. Chico Camargo. This simplicity appears in vertebrates and invertebrates, in plants and bacteria, in RNA secondary structures, and in the cell cycle. In the shape of the COVID-19 virus, there's no selective pressure that can explain all that. And so that's where it starts to become... Woo? (laughs) Double woo? Lots of woo. Uh, Maybe creator level woo uh and so that's um that's that's right down the the alley of troubled minds here uh so let's see uh the research team published a paper last friday in proceedings of the national academy of sciences that could topple that assumption what they found was that the preservation of phenotypes displayed traits from genetic code resembled the selectivity of a computer algorithm Uh Oh, speaking of algorithms, what's up, algorithm in the chat? I see you there, buddy. Uh, Quote, we don't need to look at a flower and say that was selected because it was symmetric. Johnston said there's some preference just from the way evolution works as an algorithm. All right. Using computational modeling, the team demonstrated how their hypothesis based on algorithm information theory functions at the genetic level. Uh, Quote, nature is exponentially biased towards these simple outputs. And in the RNA, you see this very nicely, asserted corresponding author, Dr. Ard Lewis. He continues, rather than it being a bias towards symmetry, it's a bias towards these low outputs with low descriptional complexity. Uh, There you go. If that didn't put you to sleep, I'm not sure what did. But here's the thing. There's a larger question, all right? Meaning, uh, I, this, is, this is how it all came together today when I was like, okay, this is a great place to start, but where does it go? How big, how small? Uh, we're going to do how big tonight, but we can also go how small because, of course, this is, as you know, nonlinear, open-ended, and that's how we do this. Uh, let's go. Actually, we got a phone call. Let's take this real quick so we don't have to wait. Uh, welcome to Troubled Minds. You're on with Mike. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, how's it going on, Aaron? What's happening? What's your I first name? You yeah, I'm from Maine. What's your What's your first name again? Um. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, what's yeah. your first name, please? Aaron. Aaron. Okay, you you're, uh, you you mumble just a little bit, so it's hard for me to pick up. Aaron, go right ahead. You got about three minutes. What are your thoughts on this? 
Yeah, you're just talking about their fractals and stuff, and it's like, I mean, if you look at, like, a fractal in a microscope, there's, like, little parts of it that go out, and, like, if you look at, um, just, like, little things in a microscope, you'll see that, like, everything's affected by thought, and, um, the fractals are basically just, like, energy that we, like, we aren't really, um, we're here, but we're just, we create our own reality, so, like, I mean, you can look at it at, like, a, um, there's different energies and different objects and trees and um, the fractals are like if you look at them they're just like they look like little they're just like looking at them like objects have energy like it's matter but it's alive and like while we're alive we have the ability to Things are infinite, but like, hey, hey, Aaron, you're cutting out. You're cutting out. Can you uh, can you hang on for a few minutes till after the break here, and we'll get back to you. Okay. Tell you what, uh, try calling back because we got we got a bad connection here. You're you're literally cutting out, and I can't hear anything you're saying. So please give me a call back, and uh, we'll we'll put you back on the show. Appreciate the call. Sorry about that. Sometimes uh, the technology works against us. Appreciate that phone call getting us kicked off, Aaron. And uh, like I said, just give me a call back. We'll put you on after the commercial here. Uh, so all right, that's what we're doing tonight. We're talking about this idea of not just fractals, all right, but how about the idea that this divine copy and paste goes as big as you want it to go as well as as small as you want it to go and the question becomes do you think this is an accident do you think this is by design or do you think it's something else entirely love to hear your thoughts 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 this is troubled minds i'm michael strange we're going to be here with the mighty rohan in just a minute as well don't go anywhere more galaxy brains spectral density the mighty rohan and you when we return be right back Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. 
When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we're here with the mighty Liam Martin, and we're streaming on DLive, YouTube, Twitter, and Rockfin. And of course, we're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We're taking your phone calls tonight, per usual, if you want to be part of this discussion. Do you think there's a divine copy and paste? And how big, how small does this micro-macro thing go? Love to hear your thoughts on this. We're going to get to the galaxy brain in just a moment, because I promise you there's a connection here. And uh, we'll get to that in just one second. One more time, 702-957-1037 at 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show. Aaron, uh, like I said, we lost you. Uh, you got one, you were super quiet. So you got to speak up, please, pretty please, first off. And then second, we had a bad connection. So you, it was kind of crackling out. I couldn't hear a thing you said. So you're definitely welcome to call back. So please do. I appreciate you kicking us off and having some great ideas to uh, to start the conversation tonight. But okay, so let's get to the famous Liam Martin, the mighty Rohan. What's up, brother? Are you there? Test one, two. Mind check. Can you hear me all right, Mike? Loud and clear. Loud and clear. The the mighty Rohan. Not too loud, is it? No, perfect. Perfect. I got uh, I got all that stuff on my end, like super, super worked out as well. So even if you're quiet, I got a boost. And if it's too loud, I got a limiter. I got I got all the bases covered. Unless you're unless you're super quiet, I got you covered. What's up, bro? How are you tonight? Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm, I'm doing OK. I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm doing all right, Mike. Been on the allotment plot today. Homesteading. Homesteading. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, so so you may have an idea about how to maybe begin life from a patch of dirt and uh, maybe have an idea on this micro macro sort of thing. Uh, I'm sure you heard us get going tonight, right? And uh, you were part of the uh, the news show today with this idea of efficiency in nature. And I'm describing it tonight as that idea of divine copy and paste. What are your thoughts on this as we get going, my man? Well, I, I love how you just um, made that little link there about um, being on an allotment plot and, you know, the micro and the macro, because uh, it's a little segue to the side there. It just got me thinking, because that kind of is how it, how it is in terms of, because you get cycles in nature, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Like you can you can watch nature and see the way they take care of the young and you can kind of see little nuances the way we do it and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's little things like that. So, yeah, nice one. Good one on that. Thank you, thank you. I, I try. <laughs> and 
And also earlier years, I was talking about uh, the, these are big concepts. This is my kind of backlight, so I have a, so I sort of called in. But um, yeah, I just it just reminded me that uh, I've got got your big concepts right here again, Mike. But I'm not scared <laughs> on that. <laughs> not scared. <laughs> no matter how big the concepts get, I'm not scared. Okay, so so uh, so let's get it to the next level here. So I, I know you saw the I, I like the you had, see look at that. I got the allotment set up. Uh, you're, you're homesteading, and then you got you got my homesteading right here. I, I appreciate the, uh, the the banter back and forth. Uh, so so not just with this idea of this this micro macro uh, again divine copy and paste. Uh, check out this next one right now. This starts to get super weird, and this is what really blew up my brain when it comes to this. All right, so this is from futurism.com. Scientists say. The human brain has odd similarities to the entire universe. Yep. An astrophysicist and a neurosurgeon teamed up on the ultimate galaxy brain theory. And just real quick, because I don't want to drown you in words here, but, well, <laughs> I mean, I do, but <laughs> not from the article. Uh, so here you go. Uh, let's see. The, the University of Bologna uh, astrophysicist Franco Vaza and University of Verona neurosurgeon Alberto Faletti detailed the surprising similarities between the cosmic network of galaxies and the complex web of neurons in the human brain. They published a new paper, uh, uh, roughly 20 and saying that the brain despite being roughly 27 orders of magnitude apart in scale the human brain and the comp composition of the cosmic web show similar levels of complexity and self-organization according to the researchers now this listen to this the brain contains an estimated 69 billion neurons, while the observable universe is composed of at least 100 billion galaxies, strung together loosely like a web. Both actual galaxies and neurons only account for about 30% of the total masses of the universe and brain, respectively. And both galaxies and neurons arrange themselves like beads on long strings or filaments. In the case of galaxies, the remaining 70% of mass is dark energy. The equivalent, the equivalent of the human brain, water. Quote, we calculated the spectral density of both systems, Vaza said in a statement about the work. This is a technique often employed in cosmology for studying the spatial distribution of galaxies. All right, there you go. How's that for I got your galaxy brain right here? <laughs> what are your thoughts there, my friend? If you're there, or if you're not there, test one, two. The mighty Rohan. Oh, you're, you're muted. You're muted. So, okay, yeah. So there you go. I'll drown you in those, those sorts of words. I think he's there, but he's not there. But okay, so that's what got me thinking in these terms, right? So not just where we start with this idea from uh, Salon, right? And talking about uh, the symmetry of nature and genes and striving for efficiency. Then we have this other idea of, you got it, the brain and the universe being spatially similar. <laughs> What's up? You there, Rohan? I see oh, you. Yeah, sorry about that. I've, I've got a bit of a dodgy cable for some reason. It's... That's okay. I think you're good. Test one, okay two. Okay, now, yeah. Still. Sorry, I've got a bit of a dodgy connection. I did in just the right spot for it, and I was trying not to move. And then, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, then you got to crane your neck because it starts to get stiff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I think you're good for now. What are your thoughts here, my friend? Yeah, you got me with that one. I was just frantically typing. That's why I was knocked the mic and that. But yeah, that, I mean, you, you mentioned the the, the self, in the article. It mentions that um, self-organizing sort of characteristics of the universe, and it 
takes me in two directions with that because I think that is a really fascinating thing when you when you consider like in the science of it and in biology and with DNA as well especially I mean it's one thing you know this stuff got advanced here we talk about cloning we talk about you know being able to manipulate things and maybe make a humanoid so you can make your own life forms and stuff and you'll be able to program things and now they're talking you know they can um, figure out how to control cells even if they don't know all of the functions right so then I think well that was always the thing with uh, nanotech they used to look to biology and say well if only we could figure out how does dna and biology sort of unpack its software and automatically run itself right how does it you know unzip itself and execute the file you know and install it all on its own and they thought they figure if they could learn that mechanism of the universe if you apply that to nanotech then you can you know what i mean you get it just building itself do you know what i'm saying and then that gets me onto this idea of um that you get ufo drones okay that um i think it was linda moulton howe did a bit of a a piece on this where she called it um these self-activating softwares where the, the symbols written on the side of ufo drones and the symbols themselves are in fact a type of technology and they're a software and they're a software that self-activates and can kind of write itself using this sort of mechanism it's kind of mind-boggling to think about, you know. Yeah, like so. So, like it is sort of like that again. Back to that divine copy and paste from the original article. There is that there, these these patterns are not accidental. And even it go, I like the the UFO angle too. Is that what if what if that exact sort of? Uh, I mean, they call it, you've you've heard of the golden mean, right? And the, the whole like the idea of. Uh, 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 yeah, the Fibonacci sequence, and yeah, all, all that stuff, right? And so that mm-hmm. is exactly yep. sort of that that idea to sort of quantify it in a measurement, in a single measurement of what that divine copy and paste may look like. But of course, we're, that's boiling it down to just you know like distances and saying, okay, you know, approximately this long and approximately that wide, and here's your divine copy paste, you know. But what about the next step? Like you said, what if it is a code itself, like some sort of actual code that, well, I don't know, oddly enough, crazy enough that you just said, maybe was written on the side of a flying saucer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But there you go. I think I think the thing with the, I'm glad you brought up phi, the phi ratio, because um, that that spiral that you say you find in the classic uh, Nautilus shell example, and say in the broccoli, posted a picture of broccoli, you get that spiral pattern in a lot of plants, right? You get in some flowers, and that arrangement. And I think, I think there's a sort of, for me, well, it's probably more than two reasons, but for me there's a kind of twofold reason. One is because of the sort of, you know, you've got a certain set of basic shapes that, you know, you've got your plutonic solids, don't you? Do you know what I mean? And certain shapes have certain characteristics that are better for certain stuff, like a pyramid shape. You can't be tipped over, so it's weights on the bottom. So that's really solid. Do you know what I mean? Whereas a circular sphere is the strongest because it's supporting itself from all sides, you know. But I think also there's a a kind of a mathematical aspect in the simplicity. You mentioned the simplicity of things. And I think there's a simplicity in doubling things and dividing things, right? One cell becomes two, that's pretty simple. Or, you know, something becomes half of something. So I think when we, get, we look at the fire ratio, if you if you look at it, just the basic geometry of it the way that you can draw a golden meme is by drawing would you draw a square 
and then another square next to it to get a rectangle. And then you just keep doing that, making squares and rectangles. And then you join the corners and you make this spiral that gradually has this correct arc for this golden fire ratio. And I think there's a, there's a beauty and a simplicity and a clue in there in that that, that is doubling. Do you know what I'm saying? Doubling and dividing. And for me personally, I think, strange as this may sound, I think that's the function of the way that time moves. It does a doubling and dividing thing. And that is actually the solution to an age-old sort of philosophical issue. Uh, that, you know, how do you, if the universe is finite, how do you fit an infinite number of things into a finite space? Right? And the solution is really simple. It's by division. Okay, because mathematically, you can keep dividing things. You talk about infinitely small. So if you did a mind experiment, you couldn't physically do this, but if you do a mind experiment, if you can only fit 100 chocolate chip cookies into a tennis ball, it's a finite space. Well, then you'd have to divide the chocolate chip cookies to become 200 in a tennis ball space and then divide them to become 400 and then 800. And it's like you say, that can go on forever. Now, in physics, the infinitely small they don't bother measuring it. It can be so, you know, so insignificant. But they have an infinitely big, which they literally call a nasty infinity because you can't really ignore it. But they do. They cut that number, Michael, to become a finite number. To do some of the, let me think of the mega plank slang for something or a portion of it. But it's, you're still cutting an infinite number, fudging it into your equations. It can never pan out, can it? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so exactly. If you basically you boil down whatever that equation is down to like the prime number version of it, and this this is the again back to the golden ratio. That the exact same thing. And again, like I'm not a. Uh, that's probably like hip shooting, in my opinion. Again, again, my opinion is only worth what it is. It's just an opinion. But I, I think that um, in terms of being able to exactly like you described, maybe maybe multiply or divide by this that same exact instance. And in this case, uh, cookies and a tennis ball. You, you, by the way, you had me at chocolate chip cookies. But but after that, right? Like once you start to trim it down. And or or multiply. I think I think that's what we're talking about here. Like this, just this idea that nature has a way of the most simplistic, uh, and, and who knows how to quantify that? Even as people, we're, we we try, right? We're going to try our damnedest. And, and again, it kind of came out in that that golden ratio fee, or is it phi? Is it fee? I've heard it said both ways. But in, in any case, I think that uh, basically. If you can boil that down to, well, this idea that nature is the most efficient and, again, it, it works in fractals because it's the easiest way to just put a puzzle together, you got the puzzle pieces and you just go. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's pretty incredible. And then on top of that, you stack this idea that the brain itself is basically what they're saying roughly, roughly, again, a sort of mirror image density wise in spectral density to the entire universe itself. That seems pretty wild, don't you think? Which again, it kind of begins to ask a ton of questions in my brain, right? Uh, number one, like I was said in the chat, which we'll get to a little bit later tonight. Um, what's up, Exo out there? I see you in the chat. Uh, it says, listen to us for a long time on the podcast, but now just got, got to catch us live. Uh, well, welcome, welcome to the joint. Uh, the thing is, though, what if this entire universe is simply the brain of some sort of celestial entity? That's what's on my mind tonight. <laughs> What's your thought there, Rohan? 
well, we'll see now what now we're cooking, so whether we'll be the road, Mike. You know? Yes, sir. I mean Well this is the thing, well, this is the It sounds nuts, doesn't it? Like like you say like earlier, double woo woo and whipped cream, but like but the thing is we've come to science in this field of studying consciousness and astrophysics and particle physics is starting to have to come to this admission that yeah the world is the universe seems to be made of consciousness our mind is consciousness it's non-local coming to that so then it is a mind it's like it's all mind and so whose mind like it's like because it can't be all of ours it's not mine individually it's not yours we're inside of it you know or it's all of ours or what is it you know so it's somebody's thinking place and we're in it which means exactly what I, I wish I had answers to this one because this is a big question. But that's the question. Are we inside a body? Are we in a body? Because <laughs> they say that, listen, they say that about, is it Shiva or Lord, Lord Vishnu or something or Krishna or something? They, they, they describe that the ultimate being is like a dude lying down and all the pores of his body, instead of leaking out sweat, it leaks out universe after universe after universe. Do you know what I'm saying? That'd just be nuts, wouldn't it? Imagine if that was actually the thing, it's just a dude lying down chilling. <laughs> and there's all these universes just popping out of his, the pores of his body. <laughs> all the side to behold. Well, there you go. And there's there's the uh, there's another T-shirt, by the way, cosmic chilling. But uh, yeah, maybe, and, and I and I think that's why once you start to consider how large this gets, and again, we have this similarity between the brain and the uh, what what is it again? What's the term? I can't remember the term. Uh, spatial. What is it? Uh, spatial. Uh, so, sorry, spectral density. Spectral density. Spectral yeah. density. I like that. I don't know how that works. Is it, do you get hard light holograms now? Well, how's that work? Spectral density. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well apparently it's a, it matches up pretty well with the universe itself and dark matter and the brain and the rest of this stuff. And then so. Oh. so that, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's straight from the article there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So here we go. Just real quick. In the case of galaxies. Uh, okay. Uh, real quick. So both actual galaxy galaxies and neurons only account for about 30% of the total masses of the universe and the brain, respectively. And both galaxies and neurons arrange themselves like, like beads on long strings or filaments. In the case of galaxies, the remaining 70% of mass is dark energy. The equivalent in the human brain is water. And so, uh, back to, like James said, water again, back to water, right? But uh, we calculated the spectral density of both systems, Vaza said in a statement about the work. This is a technique often employed in cosmology for studying the spatial distribution of galaxies. Our analysis showed that the distribution of the fluctuation within the cerebellum neuronal network on a scale from one micrometer to 0.1 millimeters follows the same progression of the distribution of matter in the cosmic web, he added. But of course, on a larger scale, that goes from 5 million to 500 million light years. The clustering and number of connections emanating from each node also were oddly similar. And that's when this starts to get super weird because... A lot of questions, right? So is it uh, not just, is it possible that the universe somehow, we've talked about this in the past of, you know, maybe a galaxy being like a, an old one, an entity that's sort of, uh, you know, sending out its progeny through whatever means, right? Like through uh, panspermia or these other things into galaxies to kind of seed its, its offspring. But then we have this other larger idea that's larger than a galaxy that's literally universal in scale where it seems to correlate nearly within you know hip shot at least for sure 
to correlate almost identically with the human brain in terms of that spectral density. So there you go. There's a, there's a catch up if you missed part of that. But I don't know. It seems pretty weird to me. So for a number of reasons, right? Is it so a couple couple things that makes me go wait. So does that mean that the universe itself is actually somehow sentient, right? Maybe the universe is some sort of gigantic life form. And so it's seeding us or we're part of it as, I don't know, what would you call us? Parasites? (laughs) Or or if the universe is very similar to our mind, then maybe it's because our mind is making it, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Because like, because uh, there's a book, there's a book by um, Neil Donald Welsh. It was called Conversations of God. Right, this guy who was having these conversations, and it seemed like as if he was talking to God, and he was getting God-like answers. Right, but there was this bit where it says um, the deepest secret is that life is not a process of discovery, but it's a process of creation. Okay, co-creators. Yeah, and it says you're not discovering yourself, but creating yourself anew, sort of like all the time. And so it says, seek, therefore, not to find who you are, but seek to determine who you want to be. So then I put it to you, Mike. Maybe the more you think about the old ones, the more you're making it one. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Hey, I'd rather be the old one. Can I just be the old one? When, when do I get well, to, like... Exactly. When do I get exactly. my... Yeah, but then <laughs> what if you start growing a big laser of tentacles at your back tomorrow and your dog's all freaked out and that starts biting you? So, that, that, that's when I know. That, when, when I've been issued my laser tentacles <laughs> that's what i know lasers yeah, I know. oh now we're talking now it's not so freaky now it's more military application laser and yeah. you can cut all you can cut wood with it you can work with jay you can <laughs> cut beams for him exactly exactly yeah i don't know so i, th- I think there's a lot to this again we're going to get to the idea that maybe uh somehow some way the universe itself is conscious is sentient and maybe we're just part of that sentience as I don't know, baby sentience like we've described in the past. Or uh, again, once you start thinking in terms of like the brain as this spectral density sort of similar in map size and scale, not not, not scale, let's say in uh, by division, the brain and the universe itself, well, suddenly things start to become super weird because as suggested in the chat, what if the universe itself is simply just another brain and we're inside we're neurons inside of that brain neurons inside of the neurons inside of that brain oh boy oh boy we got a couple minutes left before we take a break uh, what's your thought there Rohan? oh uh, mere organelles within an organ within a greater organ of part of the left ventricle of the fifth heart of the octopus is that where we are I, maybe I may of the octopus exactly so if it's a dude laying there chilling and he's sweating out galaxies or whatever right in universes then uh what if the dude's an octopus then we're, are we in big trouble wait 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 wait, wait. hang on wait, wait 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 look at the milky way galaxy that's got arms right yeah, yeah. all right it's and they arms. said they found a new tentacle recently he's sneaking in behind us in a blind spot it's come to grab us <laughs> they, 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 okay I'm, uh, i was about to say it but i'm not going to say it <laughs> all right all right oh so, no don't do that yeah don't no. do that mm. don't do that i was going to say it, but i'm not going to say it. all right so anyway that's what's that's what's on my mind tonight we're here with the mighty rohan that the famous liam martin he's got a podcast called uh, uh the exiled minds podcast do check that out links in the description down below 
So the question tonight, looking to hear from you, uh, what is your thought on this? Talking about the micro and the macro, how big does this get? And if we're talking about spectral density of the brain and the universe being very similar in this micro-macro sort of scheme, a few things come up, right? Is it possible that the universe itself is conscious? And like maybe Rohan suggested, that we're creating it from a actual, we create our own personal universe that we share with each other somehow through some sort of projection from our brain to make the universe surrounding us, which you could describe as maybe even, um, let's say, uh, creating your own destiny, (laughs) that sort of thing, right? Manifesting your own reality is what I was looking for. But then the second thing is, what if it's not? And what if it's something completely separate, some sort of like extra... I don't know, extra solar, extra cosmic entity that we live in, much like a parasite inside of, I don't know, any number of things. Uh, you tell me. So quest- those are the questions tonight. How big, how small does this get? And what about this idea of a spectral density? Do you think there's something to this? Or is it just scientists getting together and going, words and words and numbers and words and words and numbers? I can we justify the great money this year? That could be. That could very well be. So all right. So as we get to the bottom of this, well, the top of this, because it's the top of the hour, love to hear your thoughts. What's your idea here? Galaxy brains, spectral density. How galaxy brain did you have to be to consider any part of this 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 we're here this is trouble minds i'm michael strange we're here with my good friend the famous liam martin the mighty rohan of the exiled minds podcast and loving to hear your thoughts galaxy brains or not coincidence or you think this is all by design. One more time. 702-957-1037. Don't go anywhere. More troubled minds, galaxy brains, spectral density, and your calls when we return. Be right back. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. 
It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Tonight with my good friend, the famous Liam Martin, a.k.a. the mighty Rohan. And we like to say hello to all of you who have also have troubled minds. All right. This is the show where we get together Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, to talk about all the things we're not now, not allowed to talk about. You know what they are. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside-down as always, we're taking your phone calls because, of course, the secret weapon of troubled minds is you. Taking your calls at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We got Algo Rhythm and we got James here on the horn in just a sec. We'll get to both of those guys and, of course, the famous Liam Martin. And also, let's see, what do we got? I think that covers it up. We're streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. We're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Let's do it. Tonight, we're talking about this idea, not just the micro-macro. Galaxy brains, all right? Galaxy brain is actually a, well, it's an insult. You're supposed to say, ah, oh, this galaxy brain dude. Ah, oh, this guy, this gal, galaxy brain person. Ah, you're supposed to be mad when you say it. It's one of those internet goofball mad things. I'm so mad he's galaxy brained, right? But galaxy brain in and of itself is an interesting term because we got this article from Futurism. And the scientists have uh, scientists recently have mapped not just a, a astrophysicist and a neurosurgeon got together and it looked into what's known as the spectral density of both the human brain and the universe at large and found that it's very, very similar. A great comment from Robert, and uh, we'll, we'll get to the phone calls and Rohan in a sec. The universe is a copy and paste of our own human brain network. So is it the other way around? <laughs> what's up, the mighty Rohan? Welcome back. How are you? 
Look, I'm good. Good, good. Looking good. Feeling good. <laughs> the, the mighty Roman. Yeah. The mighty Roman. Got, got some calls. Calls coming. We've got Jane. Jane's got a mic on on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The, the mighty Rohan rears his ugly head. Did you catch that reference earlier when I said that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. It, it, hey, it was, hey, I'm talking here. All right, anyway, so we're, gonna, we're taking your phone calls as we talk about this. Let's go to uh, Mike in Colorado, Algorithm. Welcome to Troubled Minds, my friend. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me in the bunker. Uh, pleasure's ours. Pleasure's like all ours, my friend. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> a little upgrades here and there. We just upgraded because you called. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, um, Rohan kind of trips something in my mind. I used to read and study the shaman, and they call them sorcerers, in Mexico. And in the way the double slit experiment kind of implies that matter doesn't show up until it's observed, their personal belief was the universe only shows up to the observer. It's all inside. Everything outside is just pure photon energy being decoded through our brains. So when Rowan said, well, maybe we're creating the universe, you know, there's a lot of school of thought out there that says absolutely that's the case. And as we disband the nonsense from our minds, the upside down, as you call it, <clears throat> people seem to get a lot more clear. And lately, the past couple of years, I've noticed people have spoken about being a lot more clear with instantaneous manifestation, time slips, um, dream visions, and things like that. So when I look at the brain symbolizing the entire universe, the mind would be that interface for me, and it kind of would be where what we are experiencing is because we're experiencing what we're experiencing. That make any sense? Yeah. So, so meaning it's not the universe as the construct. We are it, and we're actually sort of projecting the universe based on our own experience. Yes, and our own intention and our own upbringing, our own family units that give us beliefs and thoughts and ideas. They go back to a point where, and it's a claim that when the white people first came to North America. The natives didn't ever see the boats because they'd never seen a boat. They had no idea what that ship was. So they literally have writings where they said people just walked in out of nowhere and stepped onto the land. So I think that's something that's very possible. And as they explore their science and we try to, we keep making technology that replicates what we already seem to do. You know, we, we make this, these new text machines where you can have mind to mind contact, which we probably already could at some point. And then we develop language and dumbed ourselves down. We just we seem to be making dumber versions of the universe as we go along. I'm not really sure how else to put that. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's well said, my friend. Uh, as as the frustration mounts for uh, every stupid thing after every stupid thing, I talk about it on the daily. I'm I'm, just, I'm sure you listen to some of it, and and I, I don't know, man. Like, so so at what point? So so if if things are dumb and we're making more, like a dumber and dumber iteration of the universe itself, how do we fix it? How do we, like, do we, how do we fix this, Algo? Well, I tell you, we would really look into what our minds are and who's in charge of them. And every, every single thought that a person has in their mind, they literally need to spend time and stop and say, okay, is this my thought or did this come from someplace else? If we come down to our own thoughts, they'd be so basic, just like native people that still roam this realm. They don't, you know, they live in the bush, the bushmen in Africa, the guys in Central Asia. 
they don't do all the nonsense that we do. So I think it's a matter of clearing out what we think is our mind and our own thoughts and really getting back to just the real simple things in life. I love it. So, uh, so it is the propaganda tearing us down to shells of what a human being should be in some capacity. The thoughts of others racing through our own heads, polluting everything, including the universe about us, right? That's my, my viewpoint, yes, sir. I love it. I love it. Uh, great stuff, as always. Uh, what else you got for us tonight, my friend? You know, I just want to tell you, thanks for having me on. You're Rohan. It's great to hear Rohan again. Um, he's, he's always got interesting things to share, and keep up the good work. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, Algorhythm here has a YouTube channel, just like it sounds. Algo Space Rhythm. Uh, Mike in Colorado, always a pleasure. Have a fantastic night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling, bro. You too. Take care. Thanks a lot. There you go. Easy as that. You want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. Take on that, Rohan, before we go to James here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Colorado Mike, he always strikes me as uh, being very straight down the line and, and sensible. Do you know what I mean? A very concise. I love the way he kind of gets things across. I really appreciate that. So I just wanted to make that point while I've got the opportunity. But also, um, there was that thing he mentioned. The key takeaway there for me was uh, the thing about choices and, and making your choices. Because it seems to me that um, we exist just to exist. Uh, the Farsight Institute call us is bees. We, ex- we is just to be. Right. Okay, so we don't necessarily need a, like a, a grand purpose, but that means that we're still here as creators, right? So that means that it's all on us to decide what it is we want to be. Like going back to that quote, um, you know, from the book Conversations with God, um, it's about not discovering yourself, but dis- de- uh, deciding what you want to create. And I think that's kind of like the world's biggest secret, that in some way we are the magicians, in some way... Um, matter, the material world of science, it's not lacking in magic, quote unquote. It is magic because it's not lacking in consciousness. It is consciousness. And this is shown as oh, our mind and this seems to be the same thing. And other areas of study are saying it seems to be the same thing. And then all your meditators and gurus throughout history are saying learn to control your mind because that you can manifest stuff. And it seems too good to be true. And yet all the science seems to be pointing to that's how you do it. So I think, yeah, the key takeaway there from Mike is the choices. Make your own choices because it seems to be the key factor in deciding, uh, determining if you're going to get what you want. And there's one thing you can be sure in life is you don't, choices have to be made about stuff in your life. And if you don't make the choices, you're pretty much guaranteed they're not going to be outcomes that you want. So you've got it's about that taking control stuff in it or big boy pants time, as I say. Yeah, definitely. There's a quote that comes to mind. I have all these like random quotes just floating around in my brain. I, I forgot who said every single one of them, uh, but uh, and I just forgot what that one was. Let's see. It was uh, something. Uh, no, it was this. Um, control your thoughts, because if you do not, for sure, somebody else will. It's something to that effect, and I don't mm, know who actually mm. said that, but but that that's exactly that's the one what I was reaching for. Thank yeah? you, Michael. <laughs> oh, oh, you you were reading my mind, really? Oh, damn it, Rohan, why, why? Get out of there, man. Get out of there. Get out of my brain. It's fun. 
It's no, fun. Get it's out a of scary my place, though. Yeah, it is a scary place, that's for sure. Get out it's of my place. It's not worth it. It's Look, not worth it. Yeah, no, it's not totally not worth it. We're looking to hear your thoughts on this tonight. Scientists have said the human brain has odd similarities to the entire universe. And in terms of this, uh, well, spectral density. And what does that mean? Sure, it's kind of a galaxy-brained conversation. But, hey, here we are doing it anyway. What are your thoughts? 702-957-1037. We're here with the mighty Rohan. And, of course, James Salcedo of Salcedo Paranormal. What's up, James? Welcome to Trouble Minds. How are you, my man? I'm good. Great topic. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, just stumbled, uh, luckily, across some amazing articles. So uh, here we are. <laughs> we find ourselves in this galaxy-brained uh, discussion. Um, what do you think, that, based on not just what Algo said and everybody else said so far, Rohan and myself, what are your thoughts here? Uh, do you think this is, again, too far off the rails for us, or do you think we're right in the pocket this time? No, this is this has been amazing hearing everyone's thoughts, and they've they've kind of helped me. Um, they've also kind of influenced some of mine here. Also, um, it's great to hear everyone, and it's great to hear Rohan here again as well. So, um, but you know, this had me thinking, got me thinking of um, uh, one of the few movie references I know. The very end of the first Men in Black movie with the um, basically the alien at the very end that has all these spheres or orbs or, or whatever they are and each one is a universe because the end of the movie you know it zooms out from earth all the way out of this orb and it's these there's a bunch of these things in this alien creature's hand and it just made me think about kind of almost like projecting that further, taking that situation further where what is, what is something like that doing with all these universes and who is it? But it got me wondering, well, what if, you know, it's, it's, um, it is altering them somehow. And it just got me thinking of someone with tools or even like a surgeon as in like a, almost like a cosmic kind of brain surgery. You know, if you can imagine something like this alien basically grabbing any kind of a tool, you know, and just touching it to the side of the, one of these, these, you know, of, of basically our universe of, of whatever it is that, that keeps it all inside of whatever it is, and sending in, you know, information or whatever through, let's say, black holes. And then that's how the universe is altered. And we're still here, we're still conscious, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that's, none of that's true, but it almost makes me think of that as being the other of whatever it is so many people experience. It just um, really, just really got me wondering about all of those connections. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's and it's just fun. that whole image of the micro and macro because again in that movie, there's a cat that has inside that inside our universe that has a crystal that is also another universe, or at least a galaxy. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and so so all that's amazing stuff. And I, I don't remember, by the way, I don't remember the end of uh, the original Men in Black. I, I saw that one in so many like fractured pieces that I may not have seen the scene you're describing there. But but I do love the idea of well multiple universes, and if he's he's got them like these little orbs kind of floating around him, like what were they marble size or like baseball size? How big were these things? It's hard to tell because it's so zoomed out and it's an alien, but. There was like five or six of them inside its hand. Okay. Um, yeah. Yep. So who is the controller, right, is, is that question. We're going to get to that in a second. Not, not only, uh, n- not, not the answer, of course, we're going to get to that question. But So I, I, I love that you brought up the black holes there as well, because we're going to get to that. Meaning that uh, the, the black holes, right, uh, the, the, we talked about uh, in the past, uh, Hawking radiation. Again, you can't lose information. But w- what happens to information when it goes inside of a black hole and the black hole evaporates eventually? Uh, you can't lose that information. Uh, the laws of therm- thermo dynamics won't let it happen at least according to our our knowledge of um, physics right but the issue becomes uh, does it sort of end up somewhere else is there a connection between this universe and elsewhere through the black hole wormhole situation which we're going to get to and it fits and it fits and it fits any anything for james rohan and we'll get back to you james as well we got we got some time here so no sweat um, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that example of uh, the Men in Black, where you've got you know you've got a, a cat in the film and it's got a jewel around its neck, and it turns out it happens to have a tiny universe in it. And then the end of the film zooms out and it shows that our universe that's got this tiny universe in a jewel turns out to be in a marble. That this is you know it's aliens playing marbles, and as a room one that small, so it shows you that not only is there a tiny microscopic universe that they can be smaller but obviously then it shows a waste microscopic compared to someone that's bigger and, I, and that's a really really good example i think um for this conversation because um that shows us about the nature of uh, the fractal nature of the universe how there can be bit bigger and bigger things and smaller and smaller things because numbers get bigger and bigger and smaller and smaller and that's what's talking about doubling and dividing that's just smaller and smaller and bigger and bigger. And I like to, I'm glad James has made that point because I like to use that point to explain why I don't think CERN are doing what they say they're doing. Because it don't make sense then if we've got this infinity fractal nature of the universe that's being shown in pop culture like movies like that. If CERN's looking for smaller and smaller particles, expecting to find a smallest fundamental set of particles well we know that can't be the case because you get small and smaller things and bigger and bigger things we've got infinities somewhere small infinities and nasty infinities they're big infinities so stands to reason to me they're not can't be on the road of infinity expecting to reach a destination can they surely can't be that stupid so what is it (laughs) portal yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows exactly? Uh, on on the road to infinity, where's your off ramp? I think that that's probably a good question. Because <laughs> you, you can't go forever, can you? Uh, that's that's the ultimate hamster wheel. And uh, no thanks. Uh, go go right ahead, James. What else you got for us, my friend? <laughs> that's yeah. That's um, really interesting. And yeah, it does make you wonder about different, like CERN and just other different. Um, mysteries on this planet if they're you know what what's causing them um but also getting back to the the black holes real quick i wonder if that is how that is the impact point of those tools that i mentioned being inserted and withdrawn 
from this universe. Um, yes. Maybe that's going too far, but oh well, that's all. Oh no, I'm on board with that one. You're on fire there, James. No, no, you're cooking. You got a rolling start. No, I like that. So if they're like because Go, go, go ahead. On, go, ahead. Go, ahead. No, go ahead, Ryan. Go. We got a couple minutes, so you're good. Uh, probably three and a half minutes. Go right ahead. Oh, is it on me? Okay, yeah, I'm going to do it then. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, the sun. Okay, the sun. Weird thing, right? You think of it as a fireball. It's not really, because now we're in space. It's not really working like that. Although you get infrared induction here, whatever, but, you know, it's more of a magnetic sphere. Okay. Uh, now, you get uh, sunspots, which are completely black. And I think, well, if you mess a big, massive light bulb, how can it be a dark spot or that light? Can't be. And you always get sunspot on the opposite side, corresponding one. So then I think, I think there's a hole in the sun. And you're, only, and you're seeing past the surface, and it's dark on the inside. I think the sun is dark on the inside. And I think the reason it's dark on the inside, because it hasn't manifested yet. We only see the bit that's manifested in this dimension, in this bit of the universe. So we only see the surface of it as it manifests. So it's dark on the inside, because that's essentially like a kind of black hole, like a portal that's bringing in the energy to have the star. And I think at the other end, there's probably a black hole. You know what I'm saying? They're your white holes, I think, stars. I think that's why you get so many gigantic, apparently piloted objects going into stars. Do you know what I'm saying? Like UFOs and that. Yeah. That's my that's, idea. Remember that, that massive yeah. barge that uh, NASA caught as well feeding off the sun? That was ridiculous. Why didn't the world stop for that? Why didn't it shut the world down for that? Do you know what I'm saying? It's just sweep under the rug, isn't it? Yeah, I have seen that footage, and it, it, it does seem like if you were... If you needed a power source, let's say to get from point A to point B, uh, doesn't it seem like a star would be a great place to get the powers you needed? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, James, plenty of them. Uh, yeah, gas stations. Exactly. Gas stations all over the universe. Exactly. Uh, J James, I'm glad you brought up the black hole thing because I think you're reading my mind. So we're going to get to that next and how it actually connects. Like uh, like uh, Rohan was saying earlier a little bit, the, the white hole. Is there sort of this connection between our universe and the other universe through these maybe black hole paradox things? If, if ours go out, then some's got to be coming in from the other side at some point, right? And so we are connected, not just in terms of like the mind in the universe itself, but also the multiverse and the multiverse itself. Pretty wild stuff. Uh, we got another uh, minute for you. Go right ahead, James. Yeah, no, this has been great. Um, glad, glad that, you know, so many great callers already. And it just even just using that analogy to, uh, you can go a lot of places with it, which is what I like about this. You know, a lot of questions can come up. So um, looking forward to hearing from everybody tonight as well. Right on, right on, and we're going to keep asking the questions. This is James, my good friend. He's got a podcast called Salcedo Paranormal. Check it out. Links in the description. He goes five nights a week at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. He does it live. You can join him on Discord and listen, and uh, you're the best, James. Always a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't mind staying on if it's not too much. Sure, of course. Stay yeah. right there, my friend. Don't go anywhere. Stay right where you're at. All right, so we got Joseph on the line. We're going to get to him in just a sec. Uh, Rohan, 30 seconds before we uh, take a quick break here. That's cool, yeah, and no, I just like that, uh, you just caught me there with that, uh, if there's something coming in, then there's something must be going out, basic Newtonian physics, and that's always the thing, if the universe is expanding, what, pray tell, is contracting? 
There you go. And that's the question. That's one of the questions. Talking about galaxy brains, the spectral density, do you think there's some correlation between our brain and the universe at large? And if so, what is it? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We're here with the mighty Rohan and James of South Cedar Paranormal. Don't go anywhere. More troubled minds, galaxy brains, and spectral density when we return. Be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We're taking your phone calls tonight as we discuss this idea of the galaxy brain. Well, what do you think? It's been said that the spectral density of not just the brain itself, but the galaxy at large, sorry, the universe at large, is actually very similar. So, back to the age-old question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? In this case, the brain or the universe. One more time, 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show. We're here tonight with the mighty Rohan of the Exiled Minds podcast. And of course, James Salcedo of Salcedo Paranormal. And we're just kicking it. We got Joseph on the phone. Well, what's up, gentlemen? You want to say hi? Give us a quick take, a quick hello, and then we'll get to Joseph. Let's go uh, Rohan first. If you're there. Let's go James first. <laughs> what's up, James? Yeah. Oh, no, just glad to be here. And... um Great topic and great calls, and this is this really uh, hit me a lot um, harder than I expected. As far as just coming up, uh, bringing up so many thoughts and questions. Right on, perfect. So we're going to get to the black hole stuff in just a sec. Uh, Rohan, uh, chime in when you're ready. You there? 
Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You made me laugh there when, when you said, is it the chicken or the egg? And I shouted out, it's the chicken, as it's if it was chick- Panto or something. It must be the buzz of the show. It's the chicken! <laughs> it's the chicken! That's, that's the t-shirt as well. I was, I was, I was frantically trying to unmute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay. Well, uh, th- we have mute buttons for a reason. And uh, unfortunately, by the way, I was talking over the commercials on Fringe FM <laughs> because I hit the wrong button. Uh, and anyway, uh, 702-957-1037, Galaxy Brains and Spectral Density. Is this just uh, academic navel gazing, or do you think there's something to this? Let's go to Joseph in Iowa. Thanks for being patient with us, my friend. Welcome to Trouble Minds. How are you? Yo. Yo. Go right ahead, my man. So, I was thinking, like, isn't there, like, a galaxy that's coming at us that's alcohol completely? Um, I haven't heard that. Like, Elab- elaborate, please. There's, like, a whole galaxy. Yeah, so I was just thinking maybe... If you're thinking in ways like, like, like our mind, maybe people are drinking a lot of alcohol and like it's sucking in alcohol from somewhere, like quite literally. Okay. But, so yeah, that, that was completely, I just was thinking that right before you called in. No, no. I don't know, that was just a thought. Yeah. So, so kind of in the idea that uh, something like a, uh, like there's another one. I saw this article recently that was talking about um, sort of like the anti-universe, right? Because it's kind of based in dark matter, possibly. And so it's like that, you know, that the universe, again, is a, 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 the parallel sort of mirror universe is actually reverse and running backwards, the actual upside down. Time runs back, runs backwards there. Something like that, except in, in terms of like the sort of the alcohol analogy is what kind of what you mean? No, I mean, like, there's, like, they say they're, like, in the telescopes, there's something motioning towards us, like an entire nebula or something. Oh, I see. And it's composed of mostly alcohol. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. No, I, I, I missed the reference. No, I, I haven't heard that, haven't seen that. Uh, I completely believe you, though, <laughs> for what it's worth. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Does that mean uh, free beer for everybody or what? I don't know. That's, I don't know. Really, I called in because I had a dream, and I, I kind of want to see if you guys, your guys' opinion on, like, the organic dedicated servers and, like, just, like, the cheat code kind of thing, but, like, a physical cheat code that is kind of like an evolution booster, like a Kickstarter. Okay. So, uh, what's the dream? So, I had a dream. Like, I was, I don't know what I was doing but I had to charge my phone and I did not want to charge my phone. And I had, I set it down and I was going to sleep. And then, uh, I was having these dreams that I was, I've only had one dream where I've had a phone in my dream. And this dream, I was on my phone, but like things were like coming out of the phone. And then like, I was like, that's weird. And then I fell back asleep and then uh, it happened again, like three times, like reoccurring, like quick. And then I kept waking up, but I was like on a phone that I didn't have. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then I went and grabbed my phone. I ended up passing out and like, there was like, I was like looking at myself, but it was like a different version of myself. It was like wild. It was like a wild version of myself. I don't know how to explain it. Like, like basically, like bigger hair. Like, just weird. 
like yeah. a flip side reverse universe world doppelganger world version of you is it like that yeah i don't know it could be like tied into the phone like maybe i'm tapping into like some ancestors or something or like there's not ancestors because or they're tapping in i don't know it, i i think like i had the the idea that they're going to make like if there's if it's like or, or if everything's organic they they're going to treat it the same as if it's not because we're here right now you know and like it's either we're going to try to make this spaceship last like considering like the earth is the spaceship we have now but really it's like the galaxy and everything like or like the the black hole if like we can make everything survive longer like we could either be the parasites or like whatever a good parasite is i don't know <clears throat> yeah not sure uh, take on that james for for joseph here um, I do think, you know, the whole alternate parallel universe, I've had a couple of dreams with that, and so maybe maybe there are almost like consciousness wormholes or connections where we can do that. Maybe that's how that part of that works. Getting back to the whole network again idea um, makes me wonder about that. Also, real quick, Joseph, uh, you said that your phone in the dream, it was like this frantic sort of thing to charge it, but it wasn't your phone? Is that what you said? No, like when I fell asleep, like I had a, like a hologram phone. It was like a phone, but like it was like more like trippy. Okay, like, all right. I misunderstood. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to equate that to something else entirely, but you just... uh. You just you just you just blew my mind. So so hologram phones, I guess it's the future, maybe. <laughs> Quick patent that before somebody else steals it. We got foldable phones. So it, we, it wasn't we, like a hologram. <laughs> it was like jumping, like it was like energy, like it was weird. Gotcha. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what else you got for us tonight, my friend? Uh, that's basically it. Okay, uh, so uh, if, if you got to decide what came first, the human brain uh, projecting the universe, or do you think we're uh, sort of part of a monstrous brain that the universe is of some other gigantic entity? If you got to flip a coin, which one is it? Yeah, I think we're passengers for sure. Okay, all right, perfect. <laughs> I like the term passengers. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, good stuff. Uh, thank you for the phone call. Joseph here has a YouTube channel called Hydro Hose. Check it out. Links in the description down below. Uh, give him some love. He does uh, some original music and some other things. As you can tell, brilliant dude. Lots of good takes on everything. I appreciate it, Joseph. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the call, bro. Yep. Have a great night. Thank you, thank you. Still taking your phone calls. Galaxy Brains, Spectral Density, the Mighty Rohan, and James of Salcedo Paranormal. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at TroubleMinds.org. We'll put you on the phone on the show. It's as simple as that. Uh, takes on that, guys, before we move on and get to the actual, what I just said, and, and James's theory of the black holes. Rohan, we'll go to you first, and then James, and then uh, we'll do the black hole theory. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me it goes back. I like to... Um, I was glad it... <laughs> It brought all that thing of uh, the the alcohol cloud 
because yeah, that did tickle my uh, yeah, it did ring a bell. That so I looked it up quick and posted it, and yeah, it's uh, over a thousand times uh, wider than the solar system. That's a lot of booze. That is <laughs> exactly, and yeah, uh, thank you to Rohan for pulling up that article super fast. There's the article for you, Joseph. It's a uh, there are giant clouds of alcohol floating in space. <laughs> like I said, if that's not free beer for everybody, I don't know what is. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Uh, anything else on the Milky bars are on you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, hey. hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, just, I, need, just need someone to volunteer to go up in a high altitude balloon and go and get some. Yeah, heck yeah. And then uh, some kind <laughs> of like a massive, uh, uh, what will you call it? Uh, 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 I don't know. Some kind of shotgun in the, the that that's actually maybe juice floating in in, in the universe, dude. <laughs> I mean, oh man! Oh, I mean, we have a balloon up there. Is it distillery? <laughs> exactly. Like just uh, five <laughs> ten thousand feet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh boy, uh, um, James, what you got on this? Well, that's kind of scary if you think about it. Giant, massive cloud of maybe juice. <laughs> that's kind of. Are we summoning it? Is it our fault? That'd be pretty, pretty scary. Are we summoning the maybe juice? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Getting back to Joseph's call, it makes me think of how in some series I've seen, some sci-fi stuff I've seen recently, where they don't even have, like, separate devices. They have, um, I'm guessing, implants either in their eyes or near their eyes that generate holograms in front of them that they can then manipulate with gestures of their hands. I'm wondering if it was something almost similar to that. Yeah, uh, like uh, Victor in the chat says, tangible holograms are the future. We are it, I think. Uh-oh. <laughs> which, means, which means we are the past because we're somebody else's future uh, manipulating us with plasma holograms or something i don't know i don't know that's pretty wild that's a wild take right there <laughs> time going forward and backwards to infinity that's right. uh and if you're taking the scale into all that too that's uh yeah that well funny you should funny you should mention that james where's mm -hmm. night stalkers listening but there we have it there we have time wave zero See, Terence McKenna's, um, you know, bastard love child sort of thing that everybody hates and thought he was crazy with it. But that's what that results in. He says there's patterns he noticed in the King Wen sequence of the I Ching, the predicting system. He said he was noticing sun cycles in the patterns, moon cycles, and then long sun cycles, long moon cycles. He started to notice all the astrology cycles, right? So he calculates it back to the beginning of the Big Bang gives it a few extra you know million years to make sure and you know creates a waveform so, and so maps this waveform over history to see if it fits anywhere because he thought it like it thinks of the universe as a novelty engine we're co-creators and we're just supposed to just do stuff you know what i mean like i was saying earlier i just choose to do things just make stuff make stuff happen and it just adds to the universe adds more than metadata so it can keep evolving itself so it does the time wave zero so it ends up with a waveform that goes in one direction and it you know and then it, it kind of reverses back on itself and it goes back on itself but it but the waveform is the opposite way around do you know what i mean so it's like a kind of forward and backwards ping-ponging do you know what i'm saying but the start becomes the end and the end becomes a start and he always used to say the big bang, big bang makes no sense for everything to start in one moment out of nothing for no reason 
So the limit case for the most unlikely thing ever. But if you put the Big Bang at the end of the universe where there's more and more interconnectivity and everything's incredibly dense and, you know what I'm saying? It makes more sense then. Do you know what I'm saying? Interesting. It's, it's mind-bending. You think about it. But yeah, because we all were linear time, aren't we? But it didn't work like that. Yeah, yeah. It's... um. It's like that, like that whole idea of time being a, a circle. Ah, the flat circle, the flat circle. All right, so we're talking about this idea here, this uh, this galaxy brain and spectral density, right? Just meaning that, of course, galaxy brains actually like an insult. Uh, you know, like they, I've heard uh, actually. Um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg in, in articles recently uh, described as a galaxy brain, right? Meaning, meaning that he's just some giant knucklehead. He thinks he's so smart, but he's not. And, well, but there's this actual thing with these scientists that say, uh, well, uh, there's, there's actual similarities between the human brain and the entire universe in this sense of that, that uh, spectral density. So here's the question as we were talking about this tonight, and this starts to get crazy, right? So if the brain or let's say the universe is a brain of some giant cosmic entity, all right? And we're just living inside of it as maybe a construct of that brain itself or otherwise, right? Some people say that we're projecting that that universe. Uh, others say that we're the passengers like uh, like uh, Joseph described. But here's the thing, right? So if let's let's run with the the fact that maybe there's a giant entity with this universal brain structure, all right? And we're just inside of it. Well, what about these black holes? There's this article, check this out. This gets super wild from resonancescience.org. Physicists think they've spotted the ghosts of black holes from another universe, which means if we think we're all connected, we're interconnected somehow, and we're speaking in terms of this giant galactic, well, uh, overmind, universal overmind, which is a term we've used in the past, then these actual ghosts of black holes from other universes are also connecting that overmind to other pieces of the multiverse itself. So does that mean our Cthulhu has a cousin Cthulhu, one universe over? <laughs> what are your thoughts, guys? Well, that's interesting because, again, going back to fiction, and actually the same kind of fictional universe, um, you know, there's this whole thing with Star Trek. There's this whole parallel universe there. And a couple of different ways they've, that, that that has been accessed are through different anomalies associated with, I believe, wormholes. Exactly right. The wor- everything, everything, and uh, the best plot device in Star Trek is the wormhole, isn't it? That's for sure. It changes everything. It's uh, it, it bumps them to, to you know ten billion light years away from where they wanted to be. It uh, time travels. It moves them to alternate dimensions. I tell you what, gravimetric You're getting bombarded with gravitons, right? Yeah, you, only a tachyon burst can stop that. <laughs> so Temporal. I'm told. So I'm told. By the way, <laughs> by the way, what's a tachyon burst? Does anybody have an actual definition of that? <laughs> Nope. nope. Not an expert. <laughs> not, not an expert. <laughs> not an expert. Oh, thank God. If I go for that line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting once you start thinking in terms of, like, the, the universe as a brain. as But not only a projection. Like, again, you know, uh, like, let's say, like, Joseph says, oh, we're definitely passengers. And I'm apt to agree. I'm not so sure we're actually, like, projecting individually the universe because maybe i guess that would be the multiverse right that would mean that we're sharing space 
of consciousness and then all projecting our own universe? Is that what that means? I don't, I don't I'm not sure. I think of it as like maybe we're like, we've, I think we're power users, right? But we use so we can use multiple terminals, and I think what me and you are experiencing on this Trouble Mind show with James, and you know, I think what we're doing right now is we're one of the ter- we're at one of the terminals right now. Do you know what I mean? And we're probably running seven or eight terminals. Do you know what I'm saying? There's a bit of a. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then I think of that as like I think of it like this. Well, I think we're a multidimensional being. We're experiencing one of the layers, and so let's say just for simplicity, uh there's seven layers to a person like a hologram and one of them's in the red dimension one's in the yellow one one's in the orange one green you know whatever called the color spectrum sort of thing maybe it's sort of like that and and so i was thinking to that making choices and and what you believe and the the algorithm mentioned the conquistadors and you physically not being able to see things that you've got no concept of i think that's where we come to that having a troubled mind or you know looking at things that are supposed to be taboo topics exiled minds and stuff you know looking towards these topics it's that ask and ye shall receive sort of thing it's that seek and ye shall find sort of thing and i think in the act of doing so i think it affects reality and i think it kind of helps you get information and extra sort of metadata to understand stuff by fact of you focusing on it so it's going to reveal itself like the struggle doing his cat choices are getting made you're made an active choice to see things to do things so it can then allow you to see them It'll, if you scroll to that part of this, the game area it will therefore load the area do you know what i'm saying so so we're like whereas like the unknown is supposed to be a scary thing it can also be one of the most exciting things because that's where you, you find discovery isn't it uh, which would be enlightenment. That would be the term, right? That would be enlightenment. Yeah, yeah, could very well be. Could very That's well be. Uh, we got uh, about uh, three minutes left. Uh, James, want to want to want to tackle this for a minute, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this down. I'm also wondering now if maybe it's almost uh, bail or balance, or it's it's both. In other words, there could be we could be either in one of those orbs like in the like in that men in black movie or it could be the brain of something but then the collective life in this universe the various beings wherever they are somehow we're creating the boundary maybe the edge of the universe isn't even matter of what we like what we think of it's more of just you know maybe we are protecting it in a way we don't even realize yet and that's the those are the edges of the universe that make up this brain. Yeah, I like it. So, so the edges of reality, I, I've wondered that myself, actually. So if we are projecting the universe from our own mind, that means, or does it, that we can't reach the edges of said universe because we're the ones projecting it? But that means we can also because we're projecting it. It's a paradox, right? So, so basically, like, if you can take, like, a football and just throw it to the ed- end of the universe, you also can't catch the football. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's sort of that idea. So it's like just because you can think it doesn't mean you could teleport there and catch it. Or can you? Because you're the one projecting it. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. See, this is this is the dumb stuff that goes through my head as I as, as after a show one night I'm sipping some maybe juice. I'm like, that was a good show, and then I'm like, I wonder if you threw a football across the universe, <laughs> and here we are. You kind of. I think you. I think you would. It's those kind of questions that I like to ask, Mark. And I think I that that question comes up in my recent intense studies into magic, and it's and it seems to be a, a thing of like, without getting into technicals, it's a thing of like where if you become the cloud, if you if you like, we're doing this thing where we're looking at this article and we're saying science is saying, look, the brain seems to have this these similarities with the universe on a fundamental level, an elemental level. And also remember, you know, there's this stuff to do with the microwave background radiation that makes it look as if we're the focus of the universe, like in the center of the universe sort of thing. Although I think, well, the observer is going to be the center of your senses, isn't it? So I don't know if that's a bit of a misnomer. But um, I don't know. It's just, so I lost my train of thought there. I had a really good point to make as well. That's okay. Med- that, meditate, Mike. meditate for just a moment, and we'll get back to that point because we're out of time anyway. Uh, so we're here with my good friend, the mighty Liam Martin, the mighty Rohan. He's got a podcast called Exiled Minds. Check it out, please. Scroll down, links in the description. And also, my other good friend, uh, James Salcedo of Salcedo Paranormal. Link also in the description. Check it out. Check out their podcast, guys. Uh, brilliant people, as you can tell. Uh, James, James, you're blowing my mind recently, man. Are you are you uh, smuggling some maybe juice and not telling anybody? Oh, maybe. All right, that's fine. That's acceptable. You're allowed. You you don't have to disclose. It's all good. All right. So as we finish, it goes a little something like this. Thank you for being part of this, guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Special thanks to uh, Rohan for helping me put this show together tonight. Special thanks to James for jumping in here as well and saying, "Hey, I want to stay because this is an amazing conversation and adding amazing angles to this." Appreciate it very much, guys. And it goes like this: If you want to help the show spread the word, good old-fashioned word of mouth defeats the algorithms. Don't that don't want us talking to each other, that don't want us getting along, and don't want us considering that the, the world we live in may not be the world they're telling us it is. There you go. If you're listening to us on the Fringe FM, stay tuned for Joe Roop lighting the void. If you're listening to us on any other platform, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds with James and Roham. They're, of course, welcome to stay, and your phone calls as well. And as we finish... It goes a little something, no, no, exactly like this. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night. was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Damn, I'm good. To the second. To the second. Thanks, gentlemen. Tight. You keep it, keep it tight at this end as well, don't you? Hey. Hey. I'm just as I'm saying here. it. <laughs> I'm talking here. I'm just kidding. All right. So we are now off the fringe, which means we got a third hour of Trouble Minds coming up. We're here with the Mighty Rohan. We're here with James of Salcedo Paranormal. And uh, we're just kicking it. The Mighty Rohan, by the way, Exiled Minds podcast. Both of these gentlemen, links in the description. Go check out their shows. Amazing stuff. And when uh, Rohan's taking a, a break from his show, but when, when he gets back, I will be on there. We're going to be talking about magic, 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 magic. All right. So. So as we finish or start or begin again, which way does it end? Which way does it begin? I don't have any idea anymore. All I know is God willing, we have tomorrow and God willing, we got a third hour. So 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And the question tonight is this. If we have this idea that the mind itself echoes or parallels the universe at large through this spectral density... What the hell does that even mean? Love to hear your thoughts. Phone lines are open. Discord's ready. Troubledminds.org, 702-957-1037. We'll be right back. Two-minute break with James, Rohan, and myself. And your calls. Third hour's for you. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. Is that two minutes? I can't count. Uh, Like they say, never do math on a live stream. That's from good old-fashioned Frank uh, back in the day when we used to do math on a live stream. And we decided, never again, don't ever do that. You look like a moron. All the stress of trying to keep your thought process, and you can't even add six and four because that's 11. But I do know that two plus two does not equal five. That's what I know. All right, so uh, (laughs) let's welcome back James and Rohan, if you guys are there. Sorry, I'm going to kill the echo for you right now. There you go. Should be fine. Welcome back, gentlemen. Are you there? Let's let you wrestle over who says what first. I'm here. Yes, James. James cutting in. Your timing, your delivery, your ideas, James. Rohan and I were just talking about this recently. I've told you several times myself. You, my friend, you are a secret weapon. You're coming out of the shell. You are uh, used to be the paranormal guy, and now you're like, hey, I like this conversation. <laughs> let me just slay it. I appreciate it very much, bro. No, glad to be here and just, you know, it, it's as part of the show. I never used to, I, I said this the other day too, 
there, a few years ago, I never would have thought to be part of a discussion like this. I was, you know, mainly just focused on ghosts. But then I just started finding out, oh, there's different ideas on what those even are. And that led me to more and more other, other, you know, other topics and then this show and glad to be here. Glad to have you 100%. Uh, are you there, Rohan? We got that wire all fixed. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've about got it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was nice to hear it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I'm glad you made that comment about James. Yeah. Cause yeah, he's our buddy and that. And yeah, coming out of your shell like a, like a ninja turtle. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. No, yeah. it's, it's been, you all have been a big, big uh, part of helping with that and getting me there. So I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure's ours, man. Uh, glad glad uh, we can be the benefactors of uh, said Kawabunga. Uh, all right. Uh, we're still taking your phone calls, guys. We're descri- describing this idea of galaxy brains. And again, not the insult like uh, Mark Zuckerberg is a galaxy brain. Not like that. Uh, the actual idea that the spectral density of the brain itself, the human brain, actually correlates to not just the the neurons in the brain, but the, as the galaxies is sort of connected together through, well, that would be dark matter or the dark energy of the universe, which again correlates to about 70% of the mass of the, uh, the, the, the known universe, but also the water in our brains, interestingly, also correlates to about 70% of the water content of our brains, uh, aside from that uh, electricity flowing through the water and the neurons and all the rest of that pretty wild stuff. Uh, and James mentioned this earlier in the, in the thing as well in the chat, uh, the water, it always comes back to the water, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, whether, you know, that we know that moving water can, can create energy and so many, again, going back to my, I guess you could say my roots in a way, so many stories of paranormal activity and of hauntings, they they revolve around water in one way or another, whether it's inside houses or it's locations that were built near water. It so if you think of that as being part of a a brain, I mean there's your and if it's moving around, there's your energy. I mean that's generating some something, so um and if you bring it up to a galactic or a universal scale, um, that's an interesting comparison to those those that dark energy or dark matter both all of that is really interesting exactly i kind of agree it was a little bit strange again back so back to this article this is what kind of started this uh, this idea tonight we started with this salon article the weird reason symmetry abounds in nature may have to do with our genes striving for efficiency all right so which we talked about in the news show earlier tonight and then at the end of the news show it dawned on me that just a couple days ago i had peeled this article out as a premise for a future show and they seem to go together in perfect symmetry and this is from futurism uh, scientists have said the human brain has odd similarities to the entire universe and that's what we're talking about in regard to this idea of spectral density and some you know some say uh, that we are the passengers like joseph said some say like the robert says over on rockfin that we are uh, actually projecting uh, we are our our brain is the universe just from a projection standpoint uh, that's a little bit like what algorithm said as well uh, by the way follow algorithm great dude uh, good friend of mine he's got a good show over there on youtube and uh, go check it out lots of fun people uh hanging out with him as well uh, algorithm has space in between just like it sounds and uh, well i don't know i don't know i i think i think 
if you got if you if you guys got to put it to oh so uh, looking to hear from you guys again third hours for you 702-957-1037 click the discord link troubleminds.org so if i got to put it to both you guys and you have to decide let's say i hate to say a gunpoint because it seems so violent and i'm just not that kind of guy but let's say that uh, you had to put your money on it and you decided whether we were actually projecting the universe from our own consciousness, our own brains, our own human mind. And that's why this fractal micro macro matches, uh, at least in terms of the spectral density. Are we the, let's say the alpha, or are we passengers of such? Uh, why don't you go first, Rohan, and then we'll get to James, and then I'll tell you what I think. Well, I've, uh, uh, it's not really. Not, I've got a bit of a non-answer. But, That's fine. That's fine. But, uh, it, it it doesn't have to be binary. I think. I think the thing is too. Just real quick before you before you non-answer me, uh-huh. it's important to note that I I just asked the question to 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 begin a conversation to kind of talk about it. But you so you guys know, I don't like that binary straw man sort of thing where you're like it's either this or this or you're against me, right? Like. No, there's a lot of nuance in between here and there. So by all means, whatever it is you think, go ahead, my fine sir. That's cool. I'm, 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 uh, I like that you've pointed that out. I like to say that when it comes up as well in that there's... In fact, you find this in sorting out situations in life that there's, there tends to always be a third option, almost certainly, especially if it's emotional stuff. There's always a third option in there. Do you know what I mean? It's not like stay with the wife, leave the wife. Do you, know I mean? do you know what I mean? This like you know, you can talk about this stuff. But yeah, anyway. hey, why, yeah, why don't we? Why don't cool. we work something out? Why don't we talk? <laughs> yeah, yeah that option. Yeah, like so. I think that's the. I think that's the thing. What well, that's sort of um, where where kind of point was going to go about this, but I just wanted to drop this little joke. It keeps coming up every time you say spectral density, Mike. I keep thinking like it's almost. <laughs> I keep hearing. I keep hearing. What color stupid are you? You know to me. Mm, what is that from? I don't know the reference. I don't know. No, I don't know if it, I don't think it is a reference. I just, I just, you know, with this spectral density, it just it just seems like a weird thing to me. To I don't, I can't quantify what that even means. Uh, I got a definition for you. Hold on. <laughs> spectral density. Uh, let's see. Uh, spectral power density, or all, uh, let's see, not to be confused with spectral power, describes the distribution of power into frequency components composing that signal. According to Fourier analysis, the physical signal can be de- decomposed into a number of discrete frequencies or spectrum of frequencies over a continuous range. The statistical average of a oh. are, you, are you afraid you asked? Sorry, you asked. The no, statistical average know. of a certain signal of, or source of signal including noise as analyzed in terms of its frequency content is called its spectrum and uh, i got a link for you so so basically what what they're basically describing this as so this is sort of the boring um you know sort of you know scientific uh and i don't mean i don't mean science is boring i just mean in, in terms of this conversation yeah it, it's um it's that part when you start reading definitions that part's boring but basically what they're just saying is like the spectral density is basically the amount of matter and uh non-physical um fill right so for the galaxy or so, so i understand yeah yeah i understand where i've got confused as well i was where it's the spectral bit i was thinking of light and they said we're not talking about light they're sort of more saying laying it out like in my understanding it's more like a fingerprint these are where the bands ended up lying but we're going to call it a spectrum as in like weird fall on a spectrum and those patterns line up 
So it's not necessarily anything to do with light. Got it. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So ish. Again, as you know, I'm not a scientist, so I, I kind of only mostly get a lot of this and some of it I don't really. But but I think that's that's how you would describe it. It's it's just basically the correlation of the mind to the universe in this. Uh, again, there's your spectral density. But but go ahead. You, you had you had a point there before I interrupted you and rudely read some grotesque Wikipedia article. <laughs> Oh, it's, I've probably gone past it. About I've probably gone to about another six points down the line now. But, but I've got the one off. The trigger was something for me. You said earlier, Mike. We said uh, so if something's going in, and something's got to be coming out, right? And I thought, oh, that's uh, that's one of Newton's basic law of physics, isn't it? Every action has an equal and opposite uh, reaction. Okay. And um, interestingly, Kelly then posted a lecture by Nassim Haramim from back in the day where he talks about this topic, where I explain these theories. And he asked that very question. He said he went to the science, the physics conferences while he was trying to tell people about his theories. And he asked the question, there was, you know, talking about the expanding universe and the model is stick pennies to a balloon and blow the balloon up. And it's, you know, that's the expanding universe. And he said, well, who's the guy blowing the balloon up? What force is that sort of thing? You know, and he was saying, look, the, the lungs are contracting if you're blowing a balloon up. You know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So he was sort of in his theory saying, look, there's a contracting part to the universe. Do you know what I mean? As this expands, there's something else that's contracting like bellows. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's where, because, you know, in a centimeter cube of space, there's actually, believe it or not, there's more density in that. And a centimeter cube of space got more density than all of the material, all of the matter in the universe squashed into that centimeter cube. And it's a lot, it's a lot of shortfall. If you took all of the known galaxies in the known universe and squashed it into a centimeter square cube, you'd be like many, many to the powers orders, about, I think it's about to the order of 53 or 43. You know, you're talking tons and tons of zeros short in matter. So it's like, well, there's all this extra matter that you can't say is stars or, do you know what I mean? It's made of other stuff. And we just don't feel it because it's in perfect equilibrium. So there's like, so basically what it means is there's just an incredible amount of energy all around us everywhere. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's all about how do you tap this stuff? And when I think about this contracting side of the universe, I'm thinking, what is it? Is it like that there's a fi another counterpart universe is that where the black holes and the white holes are exchanging matter between and information between our electrons are being swapped over how these you know this place and then to somewhere else and coming back so i don't know it seems like there's some exchange going on with some other realm so i'm saying Mike, maybe they come in pairs yeah oh interesting so we, we've also talked about the duality of creation so very much like if you say there, there's a white hole or sorry, a black hole, there has to be a white hole, right? Meaning that there's something on the other side. And if our if our black hole is sucking information in and it's going through this wormhole and there's a white hole on the other side of the wormhole, it's firing that information out. And that would be your paradox, right? That would actually explain where the, where the information doesn't dissipate. So Hawking radiation is basically, uh, of the black hole itself, is sort of a leakage of that information. But once that black hole sort of retires and sort of runs out of things to eat and sort of just uh, becomes a part of the dead, cold universe, then that information's got to go somewhere, right? So it doesn't just fade away. So it does make sense that there's a funnel 
kind of pushing it out somewhere equal and opposite reactions newtonian physics right even though the newtonian physics right equal and opposite reaction stuff is very earthbound it's also not right in terms of like larger scales if you think in those terms clearly we have no fucking idea because it's a black hole for crying out loud nobody's like gone up to one and like smacked it upside its head and asked it what's it's doing you know yeah so yeah and a singularity quite literally means you don't know what it is yeah yeah exactly because again the singularity is like you said you smash it down into a little cube like a sugar cube or whatever but then that would be your singularity as they describe the original big bang but again like like we said a lot they don't even think that anymore in some terms right it just uh nobody really knows and i think that's the beauty of these conversations is nobody really freaking knows so do you know if you're out there listening it is monday night monday like i said does not suck it's your job that sucks 702-957-1037 click the discord link at trouble minds love to have you on the show I'm here with my good friend Rohan, here with my good friend James. James, hot take on any of that? Well, it's interesting because, and I, I can't, I'm terrible with remembering exact references, but I've heard it brought up over the years just in reading mythology and, and even fiction and just other things and seeing different shows and movies. This idea that there's, there are actually, there are actually two universes. There's the physical, the one that is mostly physical, and then there's the one that's mostly energy, which is called spiritual. But if you even just take that away, there's one that's mainly energy. But then if that's energy, does that also mean it could be, in some way, just information? Maybe that's what fills that universe more than matter. Um, just, mm. just, just through the. Also, just thinking of the the black and the white holes next to each other, that almost reminds me of, like a kind of the, yin yang, circle symbol, with the light and the dark, right next to each other. As well, I don't know if that's. I don't know if there's something to that or what, but. Um, the crossing of yeah. dimensions yeah that's the crossing right. of dimensions that's the overlapping of two things and then two spaces because the, the most basic shape you can make is a circle and it's the strongest most obvious then you can put it into arrangements that can then make geometric patterns themselves but then the other thing you can then do with a circle is to overlap them and that's where you get that fish symbol the visca visca pisco whatever it's called so that's mm. interesting that's that represents overlapping and merging you know fish going back to water and they are and funnily enough fish are shaped well some fish that go back up upstream to like lay their eggs and stuff they don't jump they find a sweet spot in the flow of the water that reverses the flow for them it creates a vortex funnily enough around them and pulls sucks them forward so interesting little side note then they get to just chill and not really swim, just kind of be. It's like a, it's like a hammock under a, a tree, on a sunny day. <laughs> uh, that's when spring. you know you're flowing. <laughs> that's when you know you're flowing. And back to the water. Always the water reference. Always we always end up in rivers. What's up, rivers? If you're out there, uh, I think the crazy part too is that um, I don't know. I don't know. There's there's so many things that do make sense and sort of. Uh, even in scale, right? Like we, we can't really fathom scales like, you know, at the, the size of the Higgs boson or fathom scales in the size of, you know, like a multiverse. It's like it's beyond us. But again, is it right? 
Like, like I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure it is beyond us. I think, uh, do we create them? I think that's the thing. What's up? Matt in California says, uh, Visca Piscis Pisces. Is that what it is? What's up? Uh, the curious bunny, everybody uh, follow the curious bunny on YouTube. How are you? Uh, what's up? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Vesica Pisces Piscis. I don't know. Piscis. There you go. That's the one. You got it. Is yeah. that it? Vesica. Is it Pisces yeah. or Piscis? How do we say this? Uh, I don't know. Say it. You choose. All right, I'll choose. <laughs> I'll choose. <laughs> I'll choose. Uh, uh, I, I, I choose the non-choose. I choose the non-choose. All right, so, so anyway, there's a whole bunch more to this, right? And, and I don't know. I think in terms of – so back to the Cthulhu – let's go back to Cthulhu's cousin, right? And this idea of these black holes and white holes sort of connecting. So we're, we're talking about basically like a universal consciousness. And are we, again, as, as Joseph said perfectly, are we the passengers or are we the projection of that universe in, in and of itself? Again, back to the chicken and the egg, right? Which came first? And not not like my smart-ass nephew. No, Mike, the dinosaurs laid the eggs before there were chickens, and so the egg came first. That's not what I mean. I mean, I mean rhetorically speaking. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, which came first, right? The, did the universe spawn us, and then we are projecting said universe? Or has there always been us and we're projecting the universe as a construct that houses ourselves and our own consciousness? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no damn idea. But then in those terms, if you take these black holes, okay, okay, wait, wait. And then we have the galaxy brains and the spectral density, meaning that there's a correlation between the human brain and the density of the universe itself, okay? The spectral density, which means that... It's, it seems similar. Some of these connections, the neurons or as, as the galaxies, the water in the brain as the dark matter, it seems to have this spectral density correlation in those terms. And so we talked about a little bit a little while ago about the idea that we live inside of this gigantic entity that is this big effing brain, right? And so if we have this huge brain that we live inside of, then we have these white holes or black holes connecting through these wormholes, which again, through this article here, physicists think they've spotted the ghosts of black holes from another universe. Does that mean our Cthulhu with the cosmic brain is connected to another Cthulhu on the other side through these wormholes? I don't know. Thoughts? 702-957-1037. Oh, Click the Discord link, troubledminds.org. Go right ahead, sir. <laughs> Chomp it at the bit. Get oh, it. I like that. I like that. You're connected to another one. So that means then, but what about this? So if the universe's mind and consciousness and human consciousness and experience is the same in the universe and it all turns out to be the same stuff and we're inside a Cthulhu and he's connected to his Kasigikluf, does that mean that if we really, really meditate really hard, we can get control of our consciousness, blend with the universe, be the cloud, suggest it rain? That means we can control Cthulhu and Kazikiklu, and we can make some weird shit, Mike. I can make some weird shit. Ronald says in the, in uh, Rockfin, Cthulhu's cousin, Billy Ray Jim Bob Cthulhu. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I don't know. I don't know. I, and I, that's what I mean. So, uh, again, third hours for you guys. What are your thoughts here? Uh, 702-957-1037. We're on this idea. Again, we've talked about the galactic overmind or the universal overmind. What if it is? What if we are the passengers? Let's take a look at it that way instead of projecting the universe from our own consciousness. 
what if we are writing as parasites inside the brain of well, i don't know cthulhu or you pick you you pick the monster right and then well what if it's connected to another cousin cthulhu billy ray jim bob cthulhu <laughs> uh, is there something here or again have we gone too far and i'm way off the rails 702-957-1037 james hot take where <laughs> is it that there is only one cthulhu and and each tentacle is in a different universe Ooh, each 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 tentacle is a is a different universe or or yep. the the uh, little uh little little gross suction things on the tentacle or each universe yeah i don't know i don't know like we're, when we're talking in those scales i think that's the craziest part right is you can't really ever get to that point where you can really quantify so mm, yeah yeah maybe 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 okay so uh again uh looking to hear from you guys da, 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 no calls anybody in the discord nope nope just uh my good friend uh, james and my good friend uh no no we got apoc hey good friend yeah, I, see, I see apoc in there yeah we we got a we got a, a wild apoc has joined the the discussion. Uh, all right, uh, welcome to Troubled Minds Apoc. If you're there, just go ahead and unmute. You're on with uh, Mike, Rohan, and James. Go right ahead. How are you? Wild apoc. I love it. <laughs> we, we, we've got a wild apoc in. Uh, ooh, what's the state again? <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. I knew it. Oklahoma. I knew it. Oklahoma. All right. I was going to say South Oklahoma, and that didn't sound right at all. Uh, go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts? What about, uh, again, uh, so start wherever you want to start, but I got some questions for you, obviously. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> okay, so I have I have had to kick myself out a couple of times because I've had a, a puppy challenge this evening, which um, happens occasionally, but... Um, so I haven't, I haven't heard everything. So let me know if you've covered this or if I'm, you know, over, you're good. You're good. Overdoing a topic. You're good. Okay. You're good. So, so imagine this, <clears throat> there is one brain and that brain is all that there is. And our brain is, um, a, 
is the exact same brain, I'll put it that way, is the exact same brain that the universe is, <laughs> and it's divided and partitioned once it gets into time, and that's how we're perceiving it, and yet there is no first or second, or this came first and this came second, it all exists at once. How's that? Okay. Uh, so, okay. So we're, now we're just throwing, now you got to time travel and you got to throw time into the mix and confuse me. Way to go, APOC. All right. So uh, maybe, how about maybe? Will you accept a maybe? <laughs> maybe, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's fun. It's fun to consider because that, you know, if you look at, at things from a particular viewpoint, like I kind of do, then it's totally doable that, you know, we're, we're all sharing, you know, the collective, um, everything. And therefore, if you, you know, if you divide, if you, if you go to the core, if you go to that, like, first step, there's a single point. And that single point within time becomes expansion and everything else. And so, um, there, there wouldn't be a first or a last is pretty much kind of where I'm going. And you, you, we need those partitions, right, in order to have individuality, in order to create novelty and to, to uh, sort of represent things differently and have newer, different experiences to create anything more diverse than what already exists, right? Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I'd like to maybe. I like, you, you don't have to say maybe. You're on troubled minds. It's all maybe juice. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right. It's maybe. All, yeah, it's for all. sure. For sure. Uh, anything, gentlemen, for APOC? I, I like to take. Well, I'd like to jump in on that, uh, that oh, one, God. if that's all right. Yeah. Oh, sorry to cut you. I didn't, think, I didn't hear you there for a moment, James. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. No, I'm good. I, I can wait. I, I, um, I'm interested to hear what you say. Too polite. Too polite. <laughs> Rohan, don't make me put too, the screws to you. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No, what it was just, it just, no, it just kind of, it just kind of reminds me of that, um, you know, in the in the DMT experience, people can describe a lot of the same things with different um, psychoactive compounds, right? You know, sister or whatever. But um, I remember Terence and Dennis McKenna used to mention this unusual concept, saying that there's lots of sort of psychedelic compounds. There's so many things in nature that not many people have ever experienced in history. And he says those ones, although sometimes they've got on pharmacologically on paper, they seem like they should like the rest of them they don't really do much and they speculated that is it because not many people have experienced it do you know what i'm saying and when and when you go into them and experience like that it's based on a collar because it's a kind of over dimension high dimensional stuff you can't really describe it in three dimensions so it has to be made of a collage of things that you can compare it to so the more stuff that you know about the more tools it's got to use to describe it and then, the, you know, then if you don't really know anything about anything, then it can't really describe it very well to you. So it's almost right. like the more you use these things, the more of your impression of things is imprinted on the whole experience. Next time somebody, it's almost like it's a psychedelic room called psilocybin and then a psychedelic room called harmaline. And depending on how many people have been in there, 
is how much imprints there and so therefore how much stuff almost like a pub if a pub's 100 years old it's gonna have a lot of smells and scratches on the wood and a lot of character into it whereas if, if it's a brand new boozer and only one visitor's been there and that was just the area manager making sure everything's all set up then it's not really got any character and memories there it's not happened yet has it do you know what i'm saying it's new it's fresh yeah yeah, and I, I do want to express that you don't need to do psilocybin or other hallucinogenics to actually experience this. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, so if you ex- kind of expand that thought into the fractal, <clears throat> each time um, an experience is had, the fractal remains part of the whole. So it's like an imprint onto the whole. So when one part of the fractal changes, the entirety of the fractal also uh, gets embedded with that information, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's... it's <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, <laughs> now, maybe. Well, I'm just thinking on that thing you've just said there about um, how you don't need to take psychedelics to get these experiences. And, and I must say that... Um, uh, there's this one there's one thing one simple thing in in a, a thing that a, a normal anyone can do that has a bigger impact on me physiologically than anything else in terms of this stuff and that's keeping still yeah. keeping still for me is it's almost seems impossible but if i really try it, it's i feel like i'm gonna spontaneously combust <laughs> from just like you know from just thoughts and nervousness it's really really hard but after a while we start to vibrate do you know what I'm saying? I, just, I almost can't stand yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then I yes. realized that that's exactly what all these uh, out-of-body experience people are describing to try to get to. Mm. So right. it's almost like a filter. It's not easy. Like a psychedelic experience is not easy because it batters your ego if you use that. In this yeah. scenario, in the meditating, if you there's a filter system there where you've got to keep really still and be prepared to sort of turn you know get electrocuted or burned to death sort of thing so it's almost like there's a there's an exchange that has to be done where you've got to be prepared to sort of die and i suppose in a sense you have because you're trying to become i suppose something else or tune to another frequency so you've got to die from that dimension to be in this dimension almost like you're teleporting yourself over elsewhere re-rendering yourself in another place almost right in another way and that spontaneous human combustion thing uh, it's it's kind of a funny not funny because it happens right and who knows how it happens they say if you drink a lot of beer it happens i can confirm that's not the case <laughs> <laughs> i can definitely confirm that's not the case <laughs> no, oh, oh, oh. Big cloud big cloud of booze coming your way so you can have a real good shoot going it, exactly like. it should be really really good that'll be a good time it's a good time in space headed this way so i'm down for that uh, no i and i think i think the craziest part too is that uh victor actually said in the chat there so so are, are you saying that the actual whatever the main mind whatever that means actually resides outside of time and funny enough it seems like we're time traveling because i'm pretty sure apoc and i had almost this exact conversation like i don't know uh two months ago or something in the discord after after the show weren't we talking about almost exactly this how you can step outside of time weren't we talking about this Mm -hmm. yep Sure, sure were. <laughs> sure were. And, and, al- and also, by the way, just real quick before you answer, I want to interject before I forget. Rohan says he has a hard time sitting still. I have a hard time shutting up. Then I start to vibrate. The longer I keep quiet, I'm just like... Rrr. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> 
All you wait for. Um, well, yeah, I mean, um, so if, if you, the problem is right here and where we're at, we can't see the whole thing at once. Um, even though we're part of it in this experience or this, you know, uh, point of perspective, that's the metaphor I like to use is that each of us has a different point of perspective. Um, and so that's part of what creates the diversity and the diversity goes into the collective potentially and the collective potentially is outside of time so um if we shift our uh, frequency like rohan uh, was saying <clears throat> then we can uh, experience different levels potentially of that and um and even just through stuff like this thought experiments and um you know, uh, considering different possibilities, drinking the maybe juice, but I don't know if that really helps depending on what kind of maybe juice you're drinking, but, <laughs> but it drinking, could be spring water. The, it could be spring water, could be, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it, it helps because we're able to, um, ponder the ideas. And if we can conceive of a thing, then we can potentially experience a thing. I like it. I like it. James, hot take on that? Well, this is leading me to kind of back to some of my experiences, but also to the idea of what happens when we go to sleep. Then do we become part of that greater mind? And is that why, is that how some paranormal experiences that happen when you're asleep take place? Whether it's out-of-body experiences or um, astral traveling, even to places where there's that doesn't appear to be the physical realm. Um, or even, I mean, in some cases of lost time, again, just anything paranormal. I wonder if that's something, if that sleep or even that meditation, that is a gateway to to maybe be rejoining part of the, this larger brain or getting access to it and then having experiences there where you're maybe filtering back down into other um, aspects of it. Yes. <laughs> maybe. Um, Will you take maybe, a maybe? And I, 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 <laughs> I, I kind of think, yes, all of the above. Um, I think that it's possible that, and there's the maybe juice, I think it's possible that there are many things happening while we dream, uh, or can be many things happening while we dream. In the, If you look at how we dream, we actually uh, dream so quickly that it's hard to detect. You can, you can close your eyes, have a dream, and within a second, you know, come out of it and you've had, or start dreaming and within a second you've come out of it and you've had 30 dreams or more. You know, it's like time doesn't work in the same way in the dream parallel that it works here according to scientists and also, you know, uh, experiences. But but um, I've had situations where I've had um collective dreams like people have um we've had this, this same dream um from different perspectives 
um, I've experienced dreams that seem like they are uh, in the future. I've had dreams that seem like they are um, uh, part of a completely independent individual reality that I am sort of going to a, lo- a, a, an, a more inner layer and having and all of the parts are me right um so i i think in and a lot of people like james have had dreams that uh, seem to be a, a way to access like an out-of-body experience so i think that there are many things possibly happening in their in our dreams I think so. So, so regarding dreams, though, and this idea of the universe and like us projecting the universe as its own version of our consciousness or our own version of its consciousness or however you want to term it, where do dreams fit into that? Is it, is it part of this or is it not part of this? It would be part of it. Um, so it would be like the. So if we are vibrating at a particular frequency of quote unquote time, um, in order to experience this perspective, then the dreams would be a slightly lower frequency or higher frequency, or whatever that um, takes us into another way that time works, which takes us into another possible potential um, level of reality that we can experience, which nothing is disconnected from the whole, if you look at it that way. So that would be part of what we put into the collective and part of the fractal. And so part of the expansion, I guess. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take a good solid maybe on that. I don't know. I I think I, I do, I do like these big thoughts and concepts. I'm just not, I'm not ever sure one version of the other is accurate. You know what I mean? Like I'm always, I'm always doubting myself. I'm always doubting. I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it. Like today, that's it. And then tomorrow I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) maybe not. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe not. I don't freaking know. And so here we are. I don't know. Maybe juice. I think I, but I think though, like you can't, you can't be so sure. Can you, can you be so sure? APOC? Like you can't tell me that you you don't change your mind tomorrow about ideas or details that you believe today, right? Right, because you know we take in information and we figure out what's um, what's more probable than not from that perspective at that moment, and then we take in more information and and we it, I have a. I think it's a good habit of not locking stuff into belief, you know, so I can't say that I believe one thing today and then I'm going to believe one thing tomorrow. I can say I have a good basis for what could be, but that doesn't make it so. That makes it uh, a, a place to start when I'm taking in information to see if the other information aligns with that or not. If it doesn't, then I go down a different rabbit hole, right? So, um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully we can, you know, get better at doing that because I think that's, that's when the actual truth starts revealing itself, you know, which I mean, our ability to cleanse, to open up and to become open sort of allows for um, 
for information that aligns more consistently to come in uh, because we're ready to accept things that we might not logically want to filter into it but it might fit right so if if we're open if we don't lock in a belief then we we're able to evolve in my perspective so there you go I like it. I like it. And uh, Jay, what's up, Jay? In the chat says, "Troubled minds has taught me I am not sure of anything." And I and I think <laughs> and I think that's I think it's a good way to be right. And and I don't mean it like in that. Let's just shatter your worldview and leave you a shell of your former self. It's steps, right? It's always steps. It's like you can, you can't just be like, oh, you jump in the deep end of the the, the universe or, or the multiverse or the the metaverse or what whatever the hell you want to call it, right? You can't just do that. You you will make yourself crazy. You have you have to kind of like sort of come to terms with, hey, you know, maybe the things we experience are not like we think they are, and then go from there, right? Uh, definitely good stuff. Uh, uh, what's up? Who else do we got? Uh, who else in the chat? Uh, by the way, uh, Rockfin just added pop out chat. When I first joined Rockfin, that was my first request. Um, can you add like pop out chat, which means you can hit the little pop out button down on Rockfin and it pops out just the chat box and another, uh, another, oh my God. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, Rockfin's coming up. If you guys haven't joined Rockfin, please do. Links in the description down below. It says follow Rockfin here. It's completely free, by the way. You don't have to sub up. Even if it pops up a thing and says, pay, you could. And if you click on that link and pay, it does send that money to me. So I appreciate that very much. But you don't have to. Just click the Xbox out and then just, or not Xbox, like the game console, but the X out of the thing. And then you can just sign up for free and watch over there. So, so anyway, uh, pretty amazing stuff there. Uh, they, they just added emojis. They added badges. A lot of Rockfin stuff is coming, and um, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. It's happening. So anyway, just uh, just a heads up over there if you guys didn't see the, the pop-out chat. I just saw it. I'm thrilled because now I can integrate everything into my streaming OBS, and that's pretty hot. That's pretty hot. I could have the call-in studio, which we take the phone calls on. I could have the Twitch chat, the restream chat. I could have Rockfin chat, all of it in one space. You have no idea how thrilled I am. <laughs> anyway, when you've got 700 windows open, uh, the, the little things make you happy. Uh, but okay, all right. So uh, so Apox got some hot stuff here. Uh, what do you gentlemen have for her? By the way, we're also taking your phone calls out there. If you're listening to us, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org, and we'll put you on the show. Hop in here and come say hi and come meet all these fine folks. Uh, who wants to go first? I talk a lot. One of you guys. Well, um, I guess I could go. Get it, James. Um, <laughs> but I do agree. You know, it's all, I like what you said about it's all steps, taking steps, and not just jumping. Because then you can take steps in any, any direction you need to, depending on the information that you take in. And it's... Um, it's been amazing just doing that and because at first you know again going back to just my personal experience with all this with looking into all these subjects i i was really i was really locked in on on you know what what ghosts are and all that and and it got it did get boring after a while i noticed that it because you know it was i had this idea of it was either this or that going back to that whole binary idea of you know has to be a or b one or two and it's it was only after i started listening to other other shows 
um, and then found this one, and then just hearing all these other possibilities. But that that was that was it. I was taking steps, you know, towards these other ideas. And now, as I always say, I'm very comfortable with saying I really don't know much of anything. And that's okay. So just wanted to throw that in there as well. Yeah, good stuff. I, I think that's the thing too. Is no everybody wants to not not say I don't know, right? That that's like it's like it's it's literally. I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, it's, it's sort of a, are you with us or are you against us? You ask a question in a pointed manner, you know, well, what do you think? You know, it's it's never like, like, what do you thoughtfully think in your own time? And it doesn't have to be this or this, right? Like, like asking a question is an art. And like, we, we've we've turned it into a cudgel, right? Like, like a political cudgel. You're, you're with me or against me. You know, do you believe this or do you believe that? Are you a racist or you're with me, right? Like, that's the type of shit that we're seeing. And like, the, like not just political discourse, but like, like regular. I mean, it, it's seeping into the culture and it's, it's, it's a little bit frightening. It's a little bit frightening. It's like, hey, it, everything doesn't have to be this or that for crying out loud. There's a whole lot of other possibilities here. So, yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, Rohan, what you got for APOC while we got to run? Actually, where you, you're, you're welcome to stay, APOC. I'm not trying to run you off. I don't know if you're uh, time-constrained or whatever, but you're welcome to stay here till the end. No, I'm good. Okay. Thank you. Hey, no thank you. Uh, Rohan, what you got for that? Well, thank you, yeah. Yeah, there's some really great points there. It's, it's nice to sort of sit back and, and listen and muse on them. And, um, yeah, I'm hearing what APOC was saying, and I think overall it was reminding me of, of something that James said earlier about the physical energy stroke universe, maybe it being like spiritual or just all pure energy. And the way he was describing it was reminding me of Robert Monroe's mind world. And then Apox, um, what she was saying there, kind of, it all reminded me of this same thing of like, and I think there's something in there with dreams. It occurred to me while I was listening that I think when we dream, when we go to sleep, I think, I think dreams come in two parts. There's two tiers to it. And one's dreams that we think of as dreams, right? Whatever dreams are. But then I think there's also a mind dimension. And I think when we sleep, we naturally go to the mind dimension or just have dreams or we're doing both. And I think the two things can be confused. And it seems that in terms of these people's astral journeys and outable experiences, it seems that if you enter the astral world and do stuff in there, when you wake up, a, a kind of veil, a sort of almost like, described like a curtain comes down and literally covers it up. The mind world gets covered up just before you wake up. And it like makes you kind of forget. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, do you know? What I mean? It's hard to bring those stuff back. And I think, like I say, you say a lot, a lot of the time, Mike, it's about time and pressure that makes diamonds, right? And this consistency and effort. Will Smith says, "One brick at a time, make it, place it perfectly. Just one brick, place another one next to it perfectly, though." Tony Robbins says, "You know, add value to something, and this consistency and effort, it gets results, doesn't it?" Do you know what I'm saying? And what you do is the way that you do it, so we'll get the results. And I think, and there's that saying, there's that adage, isn't there? God loves a trier. And they also say people regret, rather than things that you know might not be proud of, you've done in your life, people tend to regret on the deathbed the things they didn't do. So I think it's, I think there's this theme here of, um, you know, your dreams. 
as in like metaphorically the dreams you think you want to do in your life and you and your dream world when you're asleep i think and this mind world space i think they're like a i think we live in all of these places and using these things and learning to understand them and learning yourself and reading your operating manual i think that's the key to manifesting what you want literally not in a case of it's a cosmic vending machine but in the case of this this um learning how you work what it all is where you think you fit in it and then just you know dreaming the dream and doing the stuff and like you say but you've got to do the physical activity you've got to put efforts in if you want to do a podcast you've got to find out how do you use broadcasting software how does that work how do you do the editing thing you know if you if you want to be a swimmer and you're not just because when you was a kid you didn't get you know 50 laps in the right amount of time then you can do it now i mean there's ways that you got to go and get fit and you and do some jogging and get fit you know what i'm saying but if you go through the steps regardless if you think it's not possible you can end up in places that you didn't think you could get to you know so many people that show success in something will tell you i, I still can't believe i'm here yeah you know yeah. yeah, yeah. Funny you say real quick. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm just like a quote box full of, full of bullshit quotes I read all over the place, and I can't ever remember who said them. Like I said, because I'm just terrible with names, and that's why. By the way, guys, if you call in and I remember your name, it's because I'm trying really, really hard, <laughs> really hard. Either you've been calling in for a very long time, and I automatically know, but it took me like two months to to remember Kelly's name. Like it was one of those ones, right? Like I kept calling him Terry. Because I'm a moron, so it, it's like uh, I try. I, I try really hard. It's one of my weaknesses. I'll never forget a voice. I'll never forget a face. But names, oh my god! But these quotes are just like rattling around in my head constantly. And this is one that Rohan was kind of talking about. And I don't know who the f- no, no, my my manners. I don't know who said it. But every pope has a past, and every sinner has a future. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And uh, there you go. There's your there's your time space, right? There's your uh, the, the whole river, right? Uh, the same person never walks into the same river twice. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Pretty wild stuff. Great, great stuff, Rohan. Uh, amazing. Uh, looking to hear from you guys. We've got a few minutes left if you want to be part of the show. Uh, if you want to ask Rohan, James, or uh, dare I say APOC, because I don't want to put her on the spot like that, unless she wants to be on the spot like that. Any questions or myself? Or do you have ideas regarding this ga- galaxy brain? Hey, look, I, I'm terming you. If you're listening to this show, you're a galaxy brain. And I'm taking the term back, and uh, it's a positive thing. We don't have to use it started as a positive meme by the way let's do that real quick the the, the galaxy oh, sorry galaxy brain meme hold on here we go there it is galaxy brain originating from the expanding brain meme is a word that was once a compliment turned insult meaning to be an insult to those who believe they are smarter than they truly are nope nope i reject it nope we ain't doing that we're just saying look if you want to look up and not look down we're taking this term back and you are a galaxy brain and i'm sorry if you don't like the term, but I just called you that, get over it. 
<laughs> there's a tomorrow. There's a tomorrow, and you'll be able to handle it. All right. All right. So uh, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link, troubledminds.org. Let me do this real quick, too. Let's uh, let's turn this another way just real fast as we end this up. This is thing. Uh, I kept digging into this a little bit tonight, this idea of this sort of universal, universal mind, right? Meaning that uh, uh, this brain, the universe has a brain. And so, again, are we the passengers or are we the person projecting that universe, right? And so, guess where it led me, interestingly, to this idea of something called energy transformers. Uh, if you guys have heard of this, I'd love to ask you and hear what you have to, th- have to say about this. Uh, these energy transformers are described as powerful, effective living switches. And this is from bibliothecablades.net. I don't know how to say it. Like I said, if you ever make a website, please make it so people can like pronounce it or else you'll never be able to say you're like hey what's your website you're like dot com nobody's going there come on <laughs> nobody's going anyway energy transformers uh, links in the description i'll link it in the chat as well uh, they are described as powerful and effective living switches they're able to insulate planets against the powerful energy streams passing between gigantic starry neighbors. And basically, this is like describing the universe itself as sort of a Darwinian entity that has created itself in such a way as to create safe harbor for us to evolve right it's basically and has these different things so energy transformers so the energy transformers are referred to as the most remarkable and mysterious of all semi-material living creatures you hear that i almost called the show this tonight semi-material living creatures because that term right there is bang that is fire uh the status of physical realms can be made to undergo a transformation under their under their skillful manipulations they can change the change the form and potential of energies unfortunately examples are beyond our scientific understanding and even in most cases our mental concepts not us, because we're galaxy brains. Uh, similar entities in this group of physical and semi-physical controllers are the following examples, though in these cases there can be no two-way communication. And they call them energy transmitters, which we just talked about. Uh, the primary uh, associators are masterly energy conservators and custodians. They work on a gigantic scale converting energies to space and also store energy during excesses. Then the secondary disassociators are alchemists of space and wonder workers of time. This is a book right here in the making. Another entity in this class is the Frandalanks, whose numbers are beyond imagination. They are also referred to as intelligent machines. They function as living automatic pressure and velocity gauges, registering the status of all forms of energy. These entities are subordinate to the supreme power centers, beings of greater intelligence and positions of control. There's a ton more here. We could probably do a whole show just on this, but what are you guys' thoughts on this as we wind this down? Because uh, why the hell not? If we're drinking maybe juice, we may as well take it there. What the hell does all this mean? Uh, who wants to go first? Well, well, how about yeah. this, Mike? Oh, oh, James, he's quick off the mark today. I'm going to step back, man, before I get hurt. Well, <laughs> no, what's, what's funny is... We've there's uh, Mike. You mentioned uh, Kelly. He's uh he's in the queue. I don't know if he was planning to go or not, but he's there. Oh, I didn't see that. Thank you. See, I didn't see that. So, uh, all right, uh, let's uh, let's do that. Let's go. Let's go to Kelly because he's probably been waiting because I didn't notice because I'm looking at 700 windows. But let's go to Kelly. Thanks, thanks, James. Look at that. See, James looking out. Kelly, welcome to Trouble Minds, my friend. What's on your mind tonight? 
Hey, good evening, everyone. How you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. Go right ahead. What do you have for us tonight? <clears throat> well, I would just listen to everybody's, uh, what I call them theories, you know what I mean? Which is what really they are. You know, we could all, everybody's got to represent, you know, a, but, you know, they see if they see it through their eyes and then have a, uh, you know, their theory or their representation of what they're seeing, you know, but <clears throat> what's interesting is some of the theories that uh, it like listening to everybody tonight kind of, you know, it, it kind of uh, makes me go back to like like that whole uh, universal web theory, right? Where all the nodes were all reflections of every of every node. So that's where all, we're all sharing the same information. Where you could say that where there's nothing new under the sun, right? It's always been back and forth. And um, with the one with APOC, that when she's talking about like there's no beginning or no end to it, kind of with that one, it reminds me of. I don't know if you guys ever heard of this one. It's like the donut theory. The universe is kind of, you know, time and space is bent like a donut, a shape. It's spherical, but it's also wrapped around within each other. Kind of like that's where they think it's kind of like the donut shape. <clears throat> it's all beginning and end. Everything is all at once, right? So, but, you know, so that also kind of re, re, uh, for me, it goes into like what, uh, you know, he kind of briefly, uh, no, Rohan kind of briefly talked about him was, uh, that, the the physicist, um, Nassim Herman, right? He, he, in the video that I shared, he kind of talks about like, what are you guys talking about with black holes, right? So when they go into a singularity, well, with him, and that's how, like the universal imprint on everything, it's kind of like, uh, uh, Rohan, you know, he posted the, the picture of kind of like, uh, I think it's like the broccoli spears is a type of broccoli that spins in a circle, kind of got the same shape of like a, 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 a seashell, you know, how or a snail. The the, the shell kind of swirls into a same circle, right? So that type of, uh, and his theories, though, but, and he always, you know, his, his was um, going into a singularity, right? So in, in um, to through that's what black holes are that's one one of his main things that he studies is the theories of black holes and his is kind of like the the video that i posted where he talks about well it looks like these two it's from soho right but it's like these two planets well it's not a, it comes out to be planets but you know nasa when they first had it out you know a lot of people were speculating and even scientists were looking at it and um, what it would it look like, right? But it, they claimed NASA, you know, took it down and claimed that it was um, two comets jumping into the sun. But when the when they hit the sun, that you know, they, but this other scientists were saying it doesn't look like it's they're not comets because they would have long tails because if it was melting, it'd be you know it's it's all ice, so it'd leave a long tail. But when NASA brought it back up, they kind of like you know, mess with the the footage and made it look like it, them both things having long tails. But they have the original footage. But what, anyway, to the point was, is that, um, like, you know, like uh, black holes, right? It's sucking up everything, all information, light, everything, and it's being spree- spewed out. And that's how it's being all, I think, is that well, it could be where information and, like, the nodes, the information for the nodes, that's where this being collected, right? And so that's why where everything is, a reflection of everybody 
So again, there's nothing new under the sun. We're just reflecting. But if anything new ever happens, you know, it's collecting that information as well. And so it's, you know, expressing, the universe is expressing itself through that way. So for energy beings, you know, and it's kind of like going into the Higgs boson, where energy goes into, becomes mass. And so that we can experience this type of life throughout this part of the universe. And then we die, you know, it's reverse, which is death of the reverse of the Higgs boson, where, you know, the energy reverses back from mass back to energy, right? And it's being shared back, it goes back to these nodes or what people would probably call heaven or whatever, or the one, you know, the one source, you know, and then it's collecting the information. So it's always, you know, it's always withdrawing and sucking in. That's the whole expansion, you know, you know, expansion and retraction things where it's coming back and forth. And maybe black holes are the, the jump gates or the junctions of that parts of the universe collecting those two, you know. And that's what with, with, uh, with uh, Nassim, he was saying that also with this, the reason why I bring it up with the suns is because those are also jump gates. They're used, it could be sucked into like a, a dark spot on the sun. And when they, those things hit the sun, like in that video, it shows like a, an explosion of, you know, uh, from the sun, like a solar flare, right? Where in the, when it goes through. And another thing, though, he would claim, he was uh, saying that the black holes here on Earth, you know, it'd be, because it would be the different sizes of shapes of the UFOs you would be using, would be, you know, that's where it'd be like... Um, to get into a singularity like going through the earth would be using volcanoes. That's maybe that's why we see a lot of these UFOs going in and out of volcanoes, especially that one in Mexico, you know, that shows a lot of, a lot of activity of these spherical round ones, you know, the ones that look like tube shape or whatever, they're coming in and out, you know, out of those volcanoes. Even scientists don't really know why the cause of volcanoes even happen anyway. You know, that's another theory of what, you know, they call the the plates rubbing and, and those things are, you know, because of that. But, you know, molten, molten rock come on an explosion like that is pretty difficult to, you know, I don't think it's, it's a rubbing of, you know, some plates, the tectonic plates causing the friction of heat, you know, exposing out to, you know, gases through a hole in the earth, but <clears throat> yeah, anyway, back to that, is that that is one of his theories where, you know, it's not only on this, on a, you know, through a, a sun, uh, through a, uh, you know, uh, or a star, you know, that's how their, you know, information, it's not only through travel, but it could be a way of gathering information as well, besides like a black hole, you know, when you guys were saying the polarities of a white hole, you know, that's just the information being passed forth, back and forth. Exactly. To to what point, right? Like like it, where where's it being passed to though, I guess is the question. So so is there uh an exchange like a handshake of information from this universe to the next, right? Through the through that black hole, white hole sort of process, right? I, and I don't know and I think that's again I, nobody knows the answer to that, but but I don't know what's your theory. And I'm stepping away for a bit. I got you on speakers. Uh uh if uh, if a Kelly Kelly falters, hold them up guys, I'll be right back. Sixty seconds. Yeah. From there, though, like from that theory, you would say that it would be collecting information to those nodes, you know, because like, like that web thing, you know, the the universal web, or there was another name for it, I can't remember, but 
yeah, those nodes, like these, you know, it's kind of like with Hindu, you know, uh, they were talking about that. They call them jewels or something, but they're reflections. So if we're, if that's the case, we're reflections. That's where the information will probably be stored because we're sharing, you know, we're a reflection of all these other nodes. And so it's nothing new. Like, again, we're all, but again, you know, something does new. Like, you know, we were talking, I mean, the last time I brought this up was about, how we were exploding nuclear devices here, which which causes the shake of that web, kind of like a spider, right? And it's attracting other people because, you know, we're that type of uh, universal power of destruction of kind of like the, you know, Oppenheimer says he was the, became the destroyer of worlds. Maybe that because of that, you know, that we were attracting these people and, you know, hey, we shouldn't be using that. Or who's using that as, you know, a galactic war. But here we are just more of a primitive being or species. And then, you know, we're messing around with these massive things that we probably shouldn't be. Indra's web is what you're looking for. Web, yeah. 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 Can I definitely. go? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I love what Kelly brought up. Um so Nassim Haramine and Edgar Mitchell had a very similar um, uh, theory. And um, not Edgar Mitchell himself, but the noetic sciences group that he put together when he got back from the moon. Um, but Edgar Mitchell's version, um, they call it the quantum hologram. And Nassim Haramine, um, his, I forget what he actually named the the theory but um they're very much identical if you really look at look at the theories because Nassim Haramin has a black hole within everything that connects to the singularity and um he did by the way start as uh start this process when he was a little kid as <clears throat> noticing that there was one point where all geometry started right which is kind of what I mentioned earlier. Um, and then Edgar Mitchell's group has the, excuse me, the quantum hologram. The quantum hologram means that there's a singularity point within each and everything that exists that connects to the singularity and um, that exchanges information in that way. So it's it's the same theory, and that is too cool because it was around the same time that um, that that they both you know presented their theories to the public. Um, so so yeah, it, and one thing I did want to say, which this all kind of brought me back to it, is that um, one metaphor that I use in um, thinking about some of this stuff is that if we see the all of existence as a tree and each one of us has a different branch of the tree and we're all looking at the at the trunk of the tree we're all going to have a different picture that doesn't mean that we're going to be wrong that just means that from our perspective we're going to see that part of the tree trunk right so each and every one of us i think sees exactly what we need to see in exactly the way that we need to see it and um and it's it's part of the truth right so <clears throat> we aren't necessarily any of us wrong 
um, from my perspective, but that's a, a little metaphor. That's it. <laughs> now you've done it. Now you've done it. Rohan, you've been awfully quiet for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, well, there's been uh, a lot of really fascinating things been said and they've been tying, um, tying a lot of this together nicely. So, yeah, I mean... Th- I just want to drop in this as well. A thought occurred to me about you talking about that galaxy brain. I'd never heard it as an insult, but I sort of brought him up to speed with it. I'm thinking of about um, a jester's hat has kind of tentacles on it, doesn't it? And you make, and that's the Joker guy <laughs> that you laugh at, doesn't it? it sure right? Does. I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing at you, Rohan. You and your jester head, you know, dirty it, jester head. It's got but, tentacles. But then I think. Right, right. Basically, it's, it's, it's like connected. But then I think, well, about thoughts and thinking and mind being connected to, you know what I'm saying? And I think about, you know, tentacles touching stuff. But then I think about Medusa as well. And the snakes in the head. Do you know what I'm saying? And the snakes symbol of wisdom, isn't it? So you've got loads of snakes. I don't know. Just thought it was a, an, an interesting little uh, segue there. Do you know what I mean? Because because uh, uh, Medusa, that whole story and that's like Minerva and stuff, and it's all a bit about that, about the oppression of women and this and the other. And I suppose back then, maybe she that's then an example of she would have been the, those days the, the conspiracy theorist, probably called a witch or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? You've got to poo poo the people on the edges making sort of breakthroughs, aren't you? Sort of thing. You know, I just wonder about that. Maybe that's why it's, maybe that's how it's been sort of flipped over. You know, it's a lot of things get inverted, don't they? You know, and I, and I liked what Kelly was saying about the earth energy grids. Man, that's right up my street, that is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go back to James and then we'll go Kelly and let's round this up. James. Yeah. Take, um, another thing I was just thinking about, and I've, I've noticed this, you know, if you think about the jester, you know, hat, but if you think of other ceremonial headdresses and I've heard about this in different cultures they were used supposedly to almost as antennas to connect better with other beings or other dimensions the black cube on the hat so <laughs> the Saturn <laughs> think about it that way it's it's you know I just think that's an interesting thing you know again people People, you know, over time they think, oh, that looks, you know, that looks, doesn't look right. That's, that's got to just be for some, you know, just for appearance. But no, these different people have had this, these ideas, you know, these purpose, this purpose for these different things. You know, going, going back to who knows how far back. So, I just think that's really interesting, that idea of, you know, there being a reason for everything. Amen. Amen. Back to Kelly. Thanks for thanks for being patient as we uh, go through everybody, my man. Oh no problem. Uh, just uh, further with what he was just saying uh, about the hat, but a, a prime example of ones that look like pretty crazy, look like antenna is the Apache Ghost Dancers. If you ever see something like that, it, they literally look like. I don't know. There's some some of the ones like in different cultures. You know, they obviously they they have some that kind of have different meanings. But the ones for the Apache dancers, man, they literally look like some kind of weird antenna, or you know, it could be some. Some would say that it was the the insect insectoid type people that had looked like antenna, you know, off coming off their head. But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty. Uh, 
that's what popped in my head real quick when when he said that. But <clears throat> going back to uh, black holes too, um, it could be where black holes are you know sucks in sucking things into because uh, no one knows what's on the opposite side of the uh, you know the event horizon. So we can only speculate about you know what it is, what's on the other side. It could be you know different the other the other parallel universes that were that run in next to ours, right? Maybe it's being sucked in that information into a different direction that way. Not just, you know, not just, uh, because it scatters, right? It's supposedly, supposedly, who knows though? It could be, who knows if the whole planet could be sucked in whole where it's not being destroyed. It just, you know, bounces through, it crosses through the veil, let's say. Or does it like suck it down into a million pieces and then and the information is spread, you know, via that way through the veil into and then put back together on the opposite side of like on another universe or not a universe, not even a universe, just a, a different um, uh, galaxy or uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Dimension? <clears throat> yeah, different dimension, you know. It could be just something like that. I don't know, man. There's a lot of ifs and maybes with a lot of this stuff. And, you know, if you go into a science scene, you know, they just use different words like theories as well. But you know, we can theories, ifs and maybes equals theories and postulations. Yeah. <laughs> maybe juice, you know. So it's just, it's just, you know, it's it's bright minds coming together and like how we can, you know, put it all, you know. And some scientists, you know, it's not saying it's proof, but you know, their their theories come down with you know mathematic mathematical equations. But at the same time, we still really, you know, don't know either. And from our, what we call our own physics, it could be nothing compared to what the universe can hold, you know. Again, uh, that's where you go back to that web where it's, you know, we're just reflections of all of it, you know. And we're, maybe we still have to learn a lot from the other nodes as well, you know. It's still, it's still vibrating our way. And we're, you know, obviously passing all the information we're on to another node, so. Good, 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 good thoughts and uh, theories, man. And a good show. Amen. If, ifs and maybes. That's another T-shirt. Ifs and maybes with the trouble minds. <laughs> so many T-shirt ideas every night. All right, APOC, APOC, final thoughts here. Let's round this out. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, so, again, Kelly, uh, cool stuff. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to say one thing about the, you know, Nassim Haramin's um, theory, the mathematics related to that, that brings it into the donut or the torus shape. Um, the center actually becomes the black hole and it spins around. It actually spins um, differently in the center than it does on the external part of the donut. And so if the black hole is the center of the torus, then potentially the information is being sucked into the torus, which sends it into the singularity, which would be the center of the torus, and then extracts it back out into our reality so that things can be organized via that information. And that would be the collective consciousness. But what if it doesn't Hostile. come back? What if it shoots to the other side? Well, some, what I'm saying is reality. that if yeah, well, I mean, it could, but in, in respect to the mathematics of the Taurus that Nassim Haramin uh, created or discovered or whatever, um, it, would, it, it would not necessarily, as far as I understand from his theory, it would not necessarily pop 
out anywhere else, it would continue to circulate within our experience. Um, but within the center, it would make contact with the singularity. So, you know, I'm not sure that the theories on the black holes are correct, that they pop out into another universe. They could be. But what if Nassim Haramin's theory is correct and it actually stays within the universe and it transposes through possibly that singularity and that's what a black hole is and it recycles or recirculates and that could potentially be literally how we get the information um, in order to have this construct of this this level of of reality that works harmoniously together if you look at the collective consciousness if you look at the you know if we want to quote unquote create something with our minds we have to actually align with all these other minds so that things can happen in a way that works for everybody not just for us right so maybe that i mean that's again a theory but um maybe that is literally the mathematical form is the torus that brings us to that place where reality can can work and so it cycles the information back into our uh collective so that we can um we can create things in the way that we do where we are right it's possible i don't know but i mean it's a it's something to consider in respect to nasim harameen's mathematics okay all right mm, i'm feeling that i'm feeling that i'm surfing that wave I'm surfing that way, and, and I'm thinking. I'm thinking that um, okay. So, how about this then to end the show? So, the, the contracting part is we're in uh, space time. So the contracting part's time space. So as you touch the singularity, you you molecularly flip inside out. So you go from space time to time space. So then you're going from three-dimensional space and one-dimensional linear time to three-dimensional time and one-dimensional space. So there it's happening all in one spot. But mm. time's all over the place. You can go diagonal all over the place. So when you cause consciousness is everything and cause you're everything, what you're doing is taking a part of yourself, focusing a part of yourself, creating a standing waveform, it's flipping inside out, so you're essentially creating a protrusion of yourself to go in and retrieve the information, So, which is why it looks like you're in two places at once, but really you've stretched yourself out so you're in two different time zones. I love that, Rohan. Love it, I love it. Dude, you Great just stuff. Hey, bro. What's that, Kelly? I said he just blew my mind right there. That's right. <laughs> That's, that's calling that's like almost calling that the upside down. You know what I mean? The the as above so below. Yeah, that man, that was good. Good one. Yeah, yeah. Dude, without you guys, I'm like I'm almost nothing because I'm like the ideas guy <laughs> on a on the flash. You know, I'm like I'm like the you know the Harrison Wells from uh, you know Universe Forty Seven or whatever it was. You know what I mean? I need feeding. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say, we we, uh, we definitely keep Rohan around for a reason. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, I can't do it. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. All right. So, uh, so APOC, we pimping your podcast yet? Not yet. Um, Not yet. Right. It should be right. like either the, 
either the end of the month or the beginning of the month. I will for sure let you know, though. Take your time. Get your thing. Just want to make sure. I want to make sure we don't uh, we don't slight you and pimp everybody else. That would be not very nice. <laughs> uh, so when you're ready, let me know. All right. So please, please, please follow Rohan. He uh, he actually was part of uh, putting this show together when we were chatting a little bit. And by the way, like I said, you guys are always invited to be co-host of this show as well. If you have an idea and you want to talk about it, we got Dre on deck. She's going to be part of a, a show in the future. Uh, so Dre, if you're out there, uh, I think she's off Mondays and Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, something like that. Uh, so anyway, she, uh, Dre said she she has an idea for a show, wants to come and talk about it. Perfect. That's exactly what this is about. This is not about me huffing and puffing and blowing the house down. I, I kind of don't care, like, me, meaning that, right, like uh, it's more about a conversation about getting people that normally, like I said, you don't have to be Linda Moulton Howe, don't have to be Richard Dolan, you just have to be you. And so you're, you're invited to be on this show. Ask again, ask APOC, ask James, ask ask Rohan. They all know they've been listening long enough to understand that I when I say that I mean it uh, you just have to be able to like you know have sound okay meaning that you know you're not mumbling in the corner and i can't hear you because that's not good and that's it and be able to carry a thought that's it that's literally it just you have to be you and that's it okay so you're all invited if you have an idea get with me and if it's uh, if you if you're like i'm not sure it's enough for a show i'll make it enough for a show don't you worry about that like I, that's a, that burdens on me not on you so if you have an idea bring it to me i'll flesh it out and we'll talk about it and we'll set it up and we'll do it okay you guys are welcome you're all invited and i mean that and if we get booked two years years down the road we'll get booked two years down the road we'll start doing two shows a day if we have to okay because if that's the way it works that's the way it works all right i'm not scared and the reason i'm doing this and the reason i'm saying this has always been for a conversation it's not about me all right it's not about me like i always say my ego's big enough i don't need this for an ego boost okay I need a conversation from you. You guys need to talk to each other. You need to talk to me. I need to talk to you. It's completely different. It's not what you think. So let's go. Let's roll it. You guys are all welcome. Let's do it. Let's get the hell out of here. Um, and uh, let's see. Rohan, Exile Minds Podcast, link in the description. James, Salcedo Paranormal, link in the description. Please follow them. Please follow them. Go go say hi. Go go uh, join our Discord, troubleminds.org. Click the Discord link. Come say hi. Meet all these amazing people because they're all here in the Discord, active, and uh, they're, they're more amazing than they seem here on the podcast. So there we go. Let's get the hell out of here. Anything else? Anybody? Before we uh, smash the button, cut quick in. line from a poem for you real quick. Really yeah, yeah. Quick so you do that. We got, we got an outro from James. So go ahead and do that. If anybody else says anything else, we'll go to that. And then we'll go to James's outro. You want to read it, James, or shall I? I'll let you read it. I okay. can't do push to talk and magnification and read all at the same time. <laughs> Perfect. That's why I asked. So, yeah. Go ahead, Rohan. Yeah. Yes, the quick one, because I was talking about uh, the fractal nature of things in the universe, so I thought it was apt. It's uh, William Blake from The Auguries of Innocence. It says, uh, To see the world in a grain of sand, and heaven in a wild flower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand, and eternity in an hour. Nice. Nice. <laughs> that is hot. <laughs> one of my favorites. That is super hot. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, Puck, anything else? What you got for us? No, I'm good. That's one of my favorites. Rohan nailed it, man. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. All right, let's do it. I'm smashing the button. I'm. Uh, you guys are going to get some echo if you talk, but uh, uh, sorry, not sorry. Here we go. Uh, well, I'm going to wait for the bass to drop. This is from James. 
All right, so this is the deal, right? Uh, we do this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. You're all invited. This is this is about us. This is not about me. Like I said, I could do so many things where it's just me in a vacuum and I go, and I'm good at this, right? But it's not about that. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it like this. Like this is about us. I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. That's why we're here. All right? So you're welcome. Please spread the word if you want to help the show, etc. so on. This one is from James. Follow Salcedo Paranormal. Links in the description. James sent me this for an outro. It goes a little bit like this. Wait, wait. Scroll up. My brain is only a receiver. In the universe, there's a core from which we obtain knowledge, strength, and inspiration. I have not penetrated into the secrets of this core, but I know that it exists. Of course, Nikola Tesla. Please follow Rohan, follow James, links in the description, all the amazing people. There's there's Night Stalker, there's Jennifer, there's Tam Bam, all down below. Check it out. Please give these fine folks a follow, and uh, let's get the hell out of here. As it finishes, as we finish, it goes a lot like this, exactly like this even. If you want to help the show, spread the word. We can beat the algorithms with old school word of mouth. Uh, you can sub up on Rockfin, uh, Patreon, or Twitch. And, of course, if you don't want to spend money but you do love the show, just listen to the podcast feed. It helps a lot. It, it, like every time you download and listen, it, it kicks me like three cents or something like that. Two and a half, three and a half, depends. It's complicated, but it's something like that. Just listen to old episodes. I, I guarantee you nobody's heard them all except for me. I guarantee you. If you think you have... Let me know, and we'll do a quiz night. If you're like, I've heard every episode, Mike, and I'm ready. Well, challenge accepted. I'll quiz you. What about this show on this night? Where were you on the night of October 26, 1994? We'll do something like that. And as we finish, exactly like this. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you again to APOC, Rohan, James for hanging out, being here, all the rest of the amazing calls tonight. And from our troubled minds to yours, thank you for listening. Have a great night. <laughs> there it is. There it is. The animals are loose. Somebody left the barn door open. Ah! <laughs> This is where we usually howl. This one's for Jay. I think it's an F sharp. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. God willing, we got tomorrow. That's also for Jay. Jay in New York. We'll see you tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific. Like I said, you're all invited. You've got ideas for shows. Send them my way. Just like that, another show in the books.